Welcome to Saka. Erupting blunt launcher. Joy Then you've got like African American Peter Parker in space, and you've got like. <laughs> There's a battle happening between the Rebel Alliance and the Empire, and then you see Jar Jar run by and get shot in the back. And that's it! <laughs> sack up, sack up, sack up! I am Steve, and with me here today... Addison Waldo! Kenneth Sack up, nerds. <laughs> Welcome to Sack Up, I'm Steve. I'm Addison. I'm Ken. It is Tuesday, July 7th. 7-7. Episode 27. 7-7-7-7. <laughs> the Council of Thievens arises! Oh, <laughs> it begins anew. Um... Yeah, man. I'm back. Back from Colorado. We did not have a downtime thanks to Addison, uh, which was awesome. So thanks for So explain to us your upper middle class rich person's retreat that you go on every <laughs> yeah, basically. year. Basically. So every every year uh, my family does like a big family reunion in Colorado where all of my, my aunts and my uncles and my parents, my grandparents, and my cousins, and all, there's like 25 of us essentially. We all go to Colorado to this little town called Salida, population 5,000. 5,000 people. Yep. And we had a, uh, we have some friends, we have family friends who have a cabin out there, and they uh, loan it to us for the weekend, essentially, or for the week, essentially. And we just go up there, dude, and we just do absolutely nothing. We sleep in, we hang out, play, like, play board games, card games, watch TV, usually, or, like, watch movies. Uh, we go river rafting. This year we went zip lining. We go hiking. Um, we go for drives. Go four wheeling. Sometimes it's the bomb. It's like the best. Like you literally just unplug because there's Wi Fi up there, but it's really shitty and it gets throttled really quickly because of the shitty plan that they have. It's basically a data plan. Yeah. Um. So you don't really have Wi Fi or anything up there, and you just kind of unplug from the world and relax for a few days. So that's what we do. And my my. Uh, my family's always like really generous like they give us all the all the cousins like some cash and then they pay for all the activities so like i don't have to pay for zip lining or anything like that which man zip lining is fucking crazy it's fun but damn it's it like the first time you go it's terrifying because you're 200 feet up in the air on this steel wire that has like a carabiner and a carabiner and a and a track like a wheel like a wheel attached to it and you're just like okay i hope this (laughs) works between you and death yeah a piece of metal and to the infinite beyond. Pretty much like <laughs> so. Um, yeah, that was that was super fun. So yeah, every year we go out there and do that. Usually it's first last weekend in June, first weekend in July. And that's like our thing. And it is really a rich upper middle upper middle class. <laughs> I see really a lot of these fucking family retreats that I go on. It's super unique. Like 
I've never done this with my family until I married into my stepdad's family because it's all my stepdad's side of the family. Yeah. Um, like it's him, his brother, his two sisters, his mom and dad, um, his. That's like the same family composition as my dad. That's so weird. Really? My dad has one brother, two sisters. <laughs> Are they twins? Are the sisters twins? No, they're not. Oh my god! Damn. That would have been crazy. That we actually have the same weird. family and never knew. They've kept us separated. They didn't want us to know. Um, yeah, so it's... And then, you know, my aunts... So my my dad's brother has two kids. And then my one of my dad's sisters has two kids. And then his other sister has a kid. So that's five people right there. Then my dad has four kids, including me. And then we have Kimmy. So there's ten of us. Ten of the younger generation. Ten of us up there. And then we have, like, you know, the there's, like, the old generation, which is grandma. It's like a tree. So grandma and grandpa, there are four kids, each of their spouses, and each, and then their kids. And there's all these people crammed into this cabin out in the middle of nowhere in this little town that, despite having 5,000, a uh, population of 5,000, has three marijuana dispensaries. <laughs> <laughs> it's a booming industry. In and a Walmart. Well, well any, that's, any that's how you know you're a real town. Yeah. 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 That's, when, that's how you get beyond Hamlet. Exactly. Once Walmart comes in, <laughs> yeah. they, they deputize Walmart you. Walmart and a weed town. dispensary, and then you're a town. Yeah, they had three weed dispensaries and a hydroponics store in case you wanted to grow your own weed. Well, so uh, it was awesome, and I went to. Uh, I'll just start with with the best story I think of the whole trip. I went to a marijuana dispensary while I was there, <coughs> and uh, my fiance and I went together, and we just went to go check it out, and. It's it's like crazy. It's like it's awesome for one. It's like the coolest thing. Like you go in and it's literally the, you give them your ID. You just have to be twenty one and you can buy as much weed as you want. Like and it's okay for you to be buy weed out of from as an out of state person. Yes, you're just not allowed to carry it across state lines. That's technically illegal. Okay. So we buy technically legal. I mean, it is illegal. <laughs> Whenever someone says it's technically legal, it's one hundred percent illegal. Yes, exactly. So we. Um, yeah, so you go in there and, like, the the main area, they have, like, this little main room and it's got a bunch of marijuana accessories. So things like pipes, tons of pipes, shelves and shelves of pipes. And then weird, like, stoner things. Like, there's this, like... A sandwich! Like, like pictures of crawlers and, like, no, dots like, and shit. like, well, there's, like, a, there's vinyl albums that have album art on them. It was, like, a little thing in there. But a lot of it's stuff that's, like, here's accessories to stop people from knowing that you smoke weed. Like... <laughs> Deodorant. There's like anything you'd find in a Chiba hut. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like yeah. it's like odor neutralizers. There's um, there's a flush thing that you can drink apparently, and it's just a huge vitamin flush that flushes all the THC out of your system. So if you need to take a drug, drug quest, yeah. a drug test at some point, you just drink this and then drink a shitload of water, and you uh, you pee three or four times, and it's supposed to get it out of your system really quickly. Um, there's like vapes, like all different kinds of like like e-cigs, and then full-on vaporizers. So you go into this little room, and they have this person called a bud tender. And oh, my God. So the old days. And you have to wait for them. Like, you have to wait for a room to open up. And the room is a humidor. So you walk in, and it's just filled with weed of every kind that you can imagine. Like, in the like, glass jars and everything. Yeah, there's, like, all these glass jars. There's, like, 15 glass jars with all these different strains on them. And one of them I smelled was called Cherry Panda. And it was a six-strain hybrid. Jesus. And Science! It, and it was, like, the cool. <laughs> dude, it, was, it smelled so good. And it was so, like, perfect. Like, each... Like I'm not a big weed aficionado. Like I don't I don't smoke it. I've only eaten it once now. But they have like like it's like perfect weed. Like even to my untrained eyes, it is 
perfect medical, (laughs) scientific grade marijuana. Well, weed, right? Is even if you know nothing about weed, if someone shows you bad weed and shows you good weed, you're like that one. I want that. I don't want the one that's like brown and gross and has like sticks in it. I want the one that's just an avocado with purple stripes. Exactly. Yeah. Or then Cherry Panda was white with green with green dots on it. Shit, shit, dude. It was it was a really cool experience. So we picked up a whole bunch of edibles. Uh, and we tried, well, I only did one dose of it. Um, and then it's, it was interesting. So I've, I've smoked and I haven't eaten weed. We've talked about smoking weed on the podcast before. Mm-hmm. Um, and if any of my family are listening, well, you know, that's <laughs> you're the your way. own person. I'm an adult, but the, uh, yeah. So, so when you eat it, it's like a totally different kind of high. Like when you smoke it, you get this kind of crazy head high. That's like, it makes you super giggly and your eyes get all messed up and stuff. When you eat it, you get pupil dilation, but for the most part, all of your muscles completely relax and you just stop worrying about victory. Like you're just <laughs> literally, <laughs> you're literally just like this blunt of mine is burning red. But it's... it wouldn't be this blunt. It would be this, this brownie of mine is I don't fucking know. I yeah. have to think about that. It's but. thoroughly laced. <laughs> it's chocolatey it's flavor. It tells me to relax. Fudgy fatness tells me to relax and not worry about victory. Yeah. So I mean, you literally just like I was. I was the most relaxed that I have been in forever. When I like, I just all I did was like ten milligrams. Started with five milligrams, then ate a huge meal, then ate five more milligrams like an hour and a half later. Because you're supposed to start with a super low dose and then amp up. And then, yeah, like wait two hours. And then if you don't feel, really feel anything, do a little bit more. Like, yeah, if, especially if you're doing it for the first time, you don't yeah. want to just be like, no! Because people, it all. people will eat like 30 or 40 milligrams, which is like four doses. Because they'll eat it and be like, I don't feel anything. So they just eat a whole bunch more. And then two hours later, like, <laughs> into the rainbow we go. Yeah, they just like have a complete meltdown because it's like, because they've ingested so much THC. And it lasts forever. It's like a four or five mm-hmm. hour body high. Um, but no one thing I'd say is there's no reason for it to be illegal at all. There isn't. It, like there, other, the only reason that it's illegal is because there's air quotes no medical use. That's why it's which, a Schedule One drug or whatever. Which is well, there's no medical use for alcohol. Alcohol wasn't. I don't know. It's not like a Schedule substance, though. It That's should be. Thing. It's dangerous. It's more dangerous. It's more than dangerous marijuana. than weed by fucking miles. It's it's. I would. I think the argument we made it's just as, or if not more, dangerous than fucking cigarettes are because yeah. you're not going to crash a car because you had a cigarette. You know. Yeah. Likewise, you like you probably are more likely to smash a car because you've been smoking weed, but way less than if you were than drunk. if you were a drunk driver. Yeah. yeah. But alcohol is legal, so yeah. And I mean, like, it for a hooray while. for logic. It's true. For a little while, it was illegal, and that was a mistake. That didn't fucking yeah. work. People, why can't we just whole, do that again? Well, well all of society the same, is the same thing with weed. Like, it was illegal, and then people were having fucking like making underground like clubs just to drink alcohol. Yeah. You know, and all the cities, free cases, exactly. And they realized they were giving up tons of free income from taxation. And Colorado right? made made close to like nine hundred million dollars. <laughs> yeah. In marijuana for the first year of marijuana being legal, in yeah, the state. and that it's doesn't like, surprise me at all. Yeah, you're and just like, throwing away money. Every other state, you yeah, fucking idiots. Like, <laughs> and you go there, and it's not like everyone's fucking getting high and raping babies or anything. Like, every people go, they Crime buy their rates weed. go down. Yeah, there's no need there's, for a black market anymore. Yeah, like, like people go, they buy their weed, they go home, and they smoke it, and no one cares. It's just it's scare tactics, right? I mean, yeah. they they basically have raised people up to our generation. Who just believed it without 
even questioning that it could possibly be okay. They're just like, oh, if you do marijuana, then someday you'll be doing meth and heroin and you'll die on the streets alone. Yeah. Yeah. And so I mean, it's like, I, it, I mean, it could be a gateway drug. <coughs> no one knows, though, because they're not allowed to do any fucking research on it. Yeah. <laughs> like, ugh. well, it could be a gateway drug, but so could alcohol. Like, if, gateway, if, alcohol is way more of a gateway drug. Yeah. Because <laughs> you get fucked up on alcohol and you're like, your, your inhibitions are completely fucked up at a party and someone's yeah, like, try oh, this heroin. You're like, okay, cool. Well, yeah, I mean, well, I mean <laughs> do you even consider. Uh, whose birthday it was either yours or Alex's remember when we went to canteen and Alex actually smoked yeah because he was just because he was drunk like yeah. gateway that was drug my birthday. Yeah, yeah yeah it's just you know I mean to me I, just, I see absolutely no reason for it to be legal it doesn't make any sense I mean I it's just old people who are scared and yeah. want they hate other people being able to do what they want so they don't let them I really hope that uh, that it, we see legalization of it. Um, well, we're up. Our, we have a vote for that next year. I'm pretty sure. I will vote in favor. It will not pass. I know. Someday. <laughs> someday. Another yeah. twenty years. In that halcyon future. And uh, I mean, we thought that gay marriage would never pass here, and it did. So, well, gay marriage. It hasn't passed, passed here. here in that no, it passed in Arizona. Just legal now. <laughs> no, it, it passed in Arizona before it was legal statewide or nationwide, which was really surprising to me because I never thought that would happen. But we passed it last year, and oh, now really? now it's uh, nationwide legal, which we'll get to. But <laughs> how have you guys been? How's uh, how's life? Pretty good. Just worked last week, and then I'm off all this. Week. Not working this week. I my as I said earlier, my Chinese railroad manacles have been released. Yep. I'm no longer I'm stuck on this train. Stuck on going the track. One way. Now, yeah. Is this because you got a promotion? Or is no, this, I just that they, would be awesome. Like here's we're promoting you. Take a week off. We have a nine thirty is our company's year end, and we have like a tracker that keeps track of all of our time off. And you get we get twenty five days off, and you only get to keep like twelve of them. If you, oh, if so you, you don't, like, use up your you have to use up. So uh, they were telling me, like, you got to use up 80 hours, otherwise you lose it. So I was like, fuck, don't take this week off. Gina's my, uh, Gina's having, Gina's sister's having a wedding this Saturday, so. Just, just like calm a good and time. relaxed into a wedding. Well, I was going to have to take off that Friday off anyways, because her family from New York. New York. The New, New York. Yorkers are coming. The Italians. So. They're, the Italians. They're invading, so I'm going to have to play host of some Man, sort. Man, that'll be a. Hell of a wedding, I'm sure. Although your her family was not very pronounced at your wedding, I feel like yeah, they weren't like getting in fights and being like <laughs> bibbidi bobbidi like Italians. You mean they're not? Yeah, they're not real big. Drinkers, they weren't Guidos so. or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, they're uh, they're pretty well mannered so. folk. Just took this week off. Been watching a lot of Mad Men. Yeah, how far into that are I'm you? I'm on season four and so two. How is it so far? I still hate everybody You've in that seen, show. You are at the. Divorce. Yeah, that's you, happened. The divorce has happened. Mm-hmm. Well, like just happened. He is like they made the new company. So like Sterling Cooper, mm-hmm. like Draper Price, Draper Price now four, four letter uh, lawyer firm. Yeah, Sterling yeah. Cooper Draper Price four word lawyer firm. So yeah, I still hate everybody in that show. Like I, I guess I'm interested to see just like how they got other contract that was kind of interesting and just seeing like how the company. I only really care about how their company does now for some reason. I really That's just, what happened to I me. figured you'd really, be very interested in the business aspect. I really just hate everything about everybody. I hate Don. I hate his wife. I hate Peggy. I actually kind of like Roger. Um, well, Roger's Roger, pretty cool. It's just because he's a bumbling. Like, he's just... it's Roger, to me, is a very sad character. <coughs> yeah. He is. Like, he's he, just like... Well, he's, he's getting just, really old. He's, he's really rich. A, he's really rich. He's gone through, like, a, a divorce, and he can't, like... 
get his life together, but he's just enjoying having a shitty life, basically. Yeah, yeah. Really. Like, everything he is seems like he's got what he wants. He divorced his wife because he wanted to have his young uh, plaything. Well, he would, but well, I, I don't know how far in it is. But. Yeah, oh, I'm sure it really loves Joan, but I'm just saying, like, I mean, he just like yeah, he he seems to just be like. Enjoying he, even when life, he's happy, not. he's not like really happy. Right, so that's, that's true. Character. So you feel bad for that, but he, he literally is like, "Man, fuck this! I'm going to do whatever." He just is like, he "Did just, you see the episode where he's like, go feel how exciting it is to just spend six thousand dollars on a car?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, six thousand dollars. Well, six thousand dollars in the sixties is <laughs> my entire salary for a year. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, I, he's just like, he's just like a likable guy. Yeah. Well, he's a man who has everything and nothing, like Tony Stark did before he got the thing in his chest. <laughs> he's like he literally is like he has everything. Anything he's he's rich. Was born rich. Was raised rich. He got richer after they sold. You know, after they they sold their company and then bamboozled their way into a new company. <laughs> and yet he like he really is lonely and sad. But you like look at his life and he bangs whatever chick he wants to bang. He's super rich. Dresses super sharp. Does whatever he wants. He drunk, drinks all drinks the time. All, all the time. The time. That's, that's one thing. I was like, how the fuck are they doing that? Well, you, you have you seen the episode where they try and walk this up the stairs? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. After they, they drink like, <laughs> eight, like 10 martinis each. Yeah, they're just like, we gotta walk 35 flights of stairs. Just the fact that they were even able to walk after that. Yeah, the guy in the restaurant. I would die. They are all, I know. The like fact that he's not dead surprises me. It's really, that at his age, he was able to drink that much and survive. Everybody at, at everybody during that time period, like all the men were raging alcoholics, especially people Don and Roger's age. Like because and, and a lot of it has to do with the fact that like they, a lot of them came out of fucking war. They came out of the war, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like they both came out of I mean Roger well, Rogers Rogers in World War Two and, yeah. and uh, Korea, I think. I don't know if he went to Don was in Korea. Don was in Korea. And then I mean, while the show's going on Vietnam is happening. Yeah, so Vietnam like, is happening. And like like there is, there was like, and the the studies of addiction had not really happened yet. So people drank alcohol all the time, and there wasn't necessarily a correlation. To the Honestly, fact that it's like, like they like walk. They, he the first thing he does or Don does, he walks into a room and then he pours, pours himself a drink every time, then pulls out a cigarette. Yes, and when he sits down, I yes. would be so at home. <laughs> you, would, you really would. Those there's still firms that exist like that, man. Where you're just like. If you're like the executive, you just walk in and you're just like... Yeah, I'm not like, executive material. I'm too make things happen for that. That's with. true. You don't like obfuscating things needlessly. <laughs> no, no, but yeah, I just hate, I hate everybody in that show. Yeah. So, but that's... I guess that's just TV now. Because I hate everybody in Breaking Bad too. So. But you're still watching, so that's what matters. I only watch because you know watches it. Yeah. You wouldn't watch it on your own? I think you'll Probably be... Not. I think you may like the later seasons. Maybe. I'm just not that interested. There's no like... Other than there's like... Oh, the new like the new trial of getting a new client that Don's doing the next day. The actual interaction between the characters yeah, doesn't you mean appeal the to me. Of season four, <laughs> like, yeah. is, I don't know because like the, you know I think like Peter's a whiny bitch. I think like he Campbell's a, is a whiny bitch. He's dating fucking Allison Brie. I don't, don't know why he he's understand. the luckiest man alive. Seriously, <laughs> but that Carnheiser, you bastard. But there's this weird thing like the last episode that weird kid Glenn that was really weird. Yeah, the kid is like, kid, can yeah. I have some of your hair? Yeah. Like, did, did, is that the episode, or is it the, where he's older? He's older now, he like yeah. walks in and like eggs their house. Yeah, just to be like a dick. Well, he like calls Sally, and he's like, hey, as if he like wants to talk to her, and he's like 12, and she's like 9, so. He's, he's like, like, let's get this yeah, yeah. Like, Let me get that girl. I can't get your mom no more, so I'm gonna get you. But I'll settle for a second. Yeah. It's just, this is all sorts of like. 
I just, as I said, I just hate everybody in that show. So I'm trying to find things that make me enjoy the show, like so that I find interesting. Really, what it is comes down to is like other companies doing. Yeah, I like the interest, like when he's coming with the ads, you know, because I really could care less about what happens between them, between all the people. Yeah. And you're seeing Peggy's meteoric rise to success. Like, well, I mean, like Don's. So like Don's just a dick. Everybody works with, and he can't. He's always been. I know, but that's what I'm saying. He's just like an egotistical maniac that basically doesn't give anyone credit unless like they force him to. That's literally his entire life. Like, doesn't give any. Doesn't care about his wife. Doesn't care about anything. He doesn't care about like he gets mad at Roger at one point. Doesn't care about him. Doesn't care about all the accounts people. He's just like, I just want to do what I want to do. Fuck you guys. And then when they he humble wants him, to live the when, dream. When they humble him, he's like, okay, I'm sorry. Like, I'll, you know, or like when he, he leaves and he's Peggy, he's like, I'm sorry. Like, you know, you help me out so much. And then, like, season four happening, he's like, he just bitches out Peggy for, like, her idea. It's like, nothing has changed. Don, well, you have not changed. Don, you will never change. Don, you're yes. you'll, you'll see. I mean, what the one thing I never really got from Don throughout the whole of that show is you never really figure out what he wants. I don't think he knows. That's, that's But that's part that's of the, the problem thing, is yeah. when you have a character that has motivations that even they don't know, it's hard to get attached to that character. And now you're just like, well, you're a wild card. Like, I don't really know what to expect from you because you don't know what you want. Like, what is your objective? What is your goal? You're just kind of like, I just like oh, to say he's always... One of your women or... <laughs> yeah, he's always cheating on everybody. It's like, it's one thing to be like, oh... <laughs> that is fucking it's true. true. It's true. It, it's out of control. It's like crazy. It's like, you just can't, like... I don't understand. Like, it's not even like a want issue. He just, like, reverts to sex when he's, like, bored. Like... Yeah. Have you gone to the part that he where he met um what was the what's the the brown hair or the, the black hair girl's name no that uh, the secretary that he gets there's a the holiday party and has sex with the secretary um, is it the buck tooth girl the tall French one no. yeah the French girl okay no. you haven't gotten her yet yeah so yeah it, it's interesting because like. You do see him like you know he's he gets divorced and at first he's like I don't want to be divorced and then he's like actually being divorced is totally fine like I didn't I was not happy in that life and then you see some decisions he makes later on and you're like well wait which do you want you know like make up you get, it's kind of like make up your mind but at the same time it's like well I think it's it's pretty I think you can guess at that the one big decision I think you're alluding to just because he looks at. The new responsibilities that come with being a single father, he's like, nah, fuck this. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. So. so, are you at the part where um, I literally, literally had a holiday party? That yeah. Was well, time. are you at uh, where the where his ex wife is fat? No, is she fat? Yeah, she does get fat. Like, what are you spoiling these shit for? Well, it's it's not like a huge spoiler, but it's, we've she, we've talked about it before on the podcast yeah, that she gets where Betty gets season super five. Yeah, but. That's like I don't know. It's it's just interesting. One of the, the interesting like, things. What, what makes you like the show so much? Well, Steve just likes besides besides pretend, nice but, yeah. Besides imagining you wish you could be like Don Draper. I I like That's the show. Point of TV though. I like that era. I like the the forties to the sixties. Like that era. I like the way people dress. I like the the like ideas that people have. Like about I guess like the. The, I would say like the roles of men and women, but mainly the roles of men. The I roles think, of men and women. You, you like I think having the women. Women, in that have, women have a shit deal all the way up until like the eighties. But like for men, like, the 90s. like back that time, men were like men were sophisticated, especially like successful men. Like they, they, everyone wore suits all the time. Even like the poorest, like 
chimney sweet the chimney sweet motherfucker. Yeah, the poorest. But that's not that's not a sophistication a if everyone's like doing Kobo's it. Like had suits, you know. But Kobo's that does, but that doesn't make it sophisticated then. But it's sophisticated today because yeah, no one else by wears it. Comparison to today, but I think no, Steve but that likes it because it's a period piece and he likes the period. I guess I'm just saying like it can't be sophisticated if everyone's wearing it. If the hobo's wearing it, it's no longer sophisticated. I suppose that is just their dress, their normal dress yeah. was that right. way. But so by comparison dress. to today, the dress then was more sophisticated than it is now. Well, no, the dress then is just their dress was suits. Today, that's not. We have cut that out to the point where if you wear a suit, you are sophisticated. But that does not make them more sophisticated if their hobo was. No, not them more sophisticated, but but they dressed. In a style that we would refer to as sophisticated now, oh, I mean, I right? Guess so, yeah. Like, and that's what I like. I like. Like, I wish I lived in a world where everyone wore suits. You could wear a suit every day. Just I, go to New but York. I would be weird. Well, you also notice, like in California, no one's wearing that stuff. That's true. If you go on the East Coast, there are a lot more suits there. Yeah. Um, I like the I like the period piece of it. Like, I like how how authentic it is. Like, where they like really try to recreate <laughs> legit, the entirety of the sixties. Like, very legit legitimately. beer cans where you. Open it with a can opener yeah, to exactly, drink your beer. <laughs> exactly. Um, that's okay. I see, all, I see all that stuff. And I'm like, I'm. Thank God, I'm on that era. No, that's I, the first time I saw that. I was like, is he drinking like spaghetti sauce? Like, <laughs> yeah. what is, is this he just oil? He's just like, oh, cool, marinara. Like, <laughs> I um, motor oil from a can. I like, but again, there's a lot of things I don't like about that time period. That era, all, obviously, the lack of technology would suck. Like, I wouldn't want to go live in that era because <laughs> I love writers. the internet. Yeah. Like, well, not even typer. Like the fact that none of their places have heat. Oh my god! Yeah, no, none of them have heat. How, like, they I'm sit, fine with no heat. I'm just how they how they sit there. Well, not even, that's what I meant. How they sit in there in like August and no climate control, and they're just like sweating like bullets. But then, but the like, is, I'm rich, but we're not gonna buy an air conditioner. Yeah. I just made five hundred thousand dollars, but we're not gonna buy anything. I don't know. At least at that in that era when it was August, you went to work, but you didn't actually. No, everyone just left. Yeah, you were just York. like, everyone's like, I'm, I'm going so hot <laughs> in your office. Like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> <You're> just, <laughs> oh so hot. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and the characters, you don't find the characters very interesting, but I find the portrayal of the characters. I'm not saying they're not interesting. I guess I just hate all of them, which tempers yeah. my mood on them. I I like a lot of the characters, and I find them interesting because it's a very interesting time period. Like we, like I mentioned earlier, and where like. What is that? Your like TiVo unpause. Oh, my TiVo stopped. Okay, cool. Playing Watchmen. Oh, all right. But it's uh, it's interesting because during that time period, like every, every, all the men had PTSD, right? Because as we just mentioned, <laughs> yes. they had been in world like all of the older men had like the oldest men had been in World War, in world war One. Then you had people who were like in their fifties and sixties who had yeah, been I in. I always thought Roger was older than that, but I think Roger's in his fifties. <laughs> I guess he was like twenty when he went on because he was in the navy. He was, his hair's so white; it's hard to yeah, tell. Yeah, it is hard to yeah, tell. Yeah, but anyways, but you so you had people who were in it were in World War One, World War Two, and then Korea, all of which were like terrible conflicts. So and so and at that time, like ten years of each yeah, other. <laughs> and I and I don't know what the statistics are of actually of how many men were enlisted, but it was a lot. Like. Well, Between World 1917 and, yeah, and I mean, World War One, millions died. Yeah, even then, you know, just and so everyone's got PTSD. So the way that they they act and stuff is is interesting because like Don, a lot. I'm sure a lot of what a tr- like like it's a character. It's character studies of how what happens to people when they're young, how that affects them when they're older. 
right? Like Dawn was raised in a whorehouse with like, a, and like you, I don't know if how much of that story you ultimately get because I haven't seen season seven yet, but he was raised in a whorehouse. So that probably informs his promiscuity. Like the fact that he turns to sex when he's bored because sex was such a common. Wasn't he raised on a farm? He was raised in a whorehouse, I believe. With his father? Both. Yeah, he was raised on a farm. With you, saw, so you saw the hobo episode? Yeah. There's that, and then... I saw when he got born, the baby was delivered to his his father's his wife Yes, on the farm. So he, that was their house, was it not? Yeah. So and then he go to the house eventually afterwards? his eventually dad dies, dies yeah. and then his mom goes to her sister... Who works at Horace? No, or or her her brother or some some weird. I thought you knew that guy. already, so I'm trying. To, I'm like accidentally spoiling things for you. Sorry, but like, so you learn about that, and like, this is like it's interesting to me. I'm always I've always been interested in psychology and what what causes people to act the way they do, and the the, the story I feel like examines that a lot. About like well, and what, they're all broken people. Yeah, like every single one of them has some fucking huge issue. The only person who's like really innocent is um, Pete's wife, like Allison Brie. She does she doesn't Trudy's do anything perfect. bad the whole time. She's just like you're a shit husband. I try and do all this good shit for you, but you don't appreciate me. I don't care anymore. But yeah. Pete's like I'm gonna cheat on you with Gone a woman who's far less attractive. <laughs> yeah, objectively far less attractive. <laughs> still, I you know Peggy Olsen's still hot, but. You um, think she's hot? I think. She's I didn't say that he did. I think she's. A don't, don't yell at me. <laughs> well, the you mic think is, he's hot? You the mic, the mic is over here. So no, I um. I think Peggy I, I think is. She's all right. No, really. She's she's attractive in that not kind of way. But yeah, for the most part. No, I think, I think she's, she's incredibly unattractive. I'd give her a dickin'. But <laughs> oh my god, I think she's incredible. But regardless, like, like every person in that show has some profound like failing, and they're all different. That's the nice thing. You get, yeah. and you get to see like. To the PTSD thing, you get to see how it interacts between generations too, right? Like Roger talks to Don about his war experiences, and like you don't know shit about real war. I was on a cruiser in the Pacific or whatever, yeah. and then you have people like Pete who didn't fight any war; they were too young, right, for Korea, and he didn't go to Vietnam because that was the first time where you had a mass like, oh, it turns out that like being a soldier is not actually the only form of patriotism, and you, you know I don't want to fight a war that I don't believe in, kind of thing. Yeah. And people are just like, what the fuck are you doing with your life? You're useless, you know? <laughs> like, you're not serving your country, you're not... You're not a businessman. Going man. through the same experiences that we went through. Yeah. So we look down upon you for that. Exactly. So it's it's very... I don't know, I just find it fascinating. And, and a lot of it is just the style and the way the portrayal of the characters. Like, I just think it's super cool to see a guy in a perfect suit who's with perfectly combed hair and a perfect 45 degree jawline sit, who goes into his office pours himself a whiskey and lights up a cigarette because I will never be that man like there may be a day where I'm like super rich and I can go into my office and pour my glass like pour myself an old fashioned and light my e-cig but like I'll never smoke cigarettes because I know that they're fucking awful for you and they don't appeal to me at all not according to like but I also like would never be that guy because like I don't have asshole. no I just don't, I don't have that well like as far as the style goes I don't have that build I don't I'll never look like Don Draper you know I'm attractive in my own way if I do say so myself but, <laughs> you know it's just cool to see like he is the man's man the perfect everybody you know every woman wants him every man wants to be him kind of guy and it's cool to see I've that. always thought that John Hamm should be the new James Bond yes John Hamm would be a very good James Bond. I mean, he's especially because he's, he's not British. He's not British. I, guess, I wish but. he would do more fucking. Uh, I wish he would do action, action movies. 
Actually, he just does yeah, it though. But he's such like. Well, the, it just ended Mad Men. Like, it's really hard to do something when you're in TV. Well, he's done yeah. movies before. Yeah, he was in uh, Bridesmaids, which the character he plays he in Bridesmaids in... is so funny. Are Untouchables or something too? Not untouchable. Unbreakable. No, not Unbreakable. Whatever one is the one with the uh, Arnie and Stallone and all that. Uh, Expendables. Expendables. That's, an action, that's Expendables? an action thing. But he's at the end. He plays like an FBI agent at the end of some movie. I can't remember what. No, it's at the a- in the end of the A team, the very end of the A team when they're arresting the bad guys. He's one of the FBI agents. And I'm like, you could have been on the A team. Yeah, <laughs> what the fuck, man? You know, he looks like that, but he's also like incredibly funny and charming. And I, I think he li- he lands a lot more roles along those lines, like bridesmaids. Um, well, in bridesmaids, he plays an asshole. Yeah, for ten minutes. I don't remember that. A charming asshole. He's at the beginning where he's just fucking that chick. Yeah, he's. I've, I've, I don't remember. Is it Amy Schumer movie. that he's banging in that movie? No, I don't know. Is she even no, in that movie? Probably. No, I don't know. It's uh, he bangs Chris, the main girl. It's Kristen, Kristen Wiig, Wiig or whatever. Kristen Wiig. Kristen Wiig. Kristen Wiig. Kristen Wiig. W i i g. Yeah, no, Kristen I Wiig. I don't know who it is. Kristen Wiig. Yeah. Um, the two eyes there just that's just weird. Yeah. So she. So I don't know. He's and he's such an awesome actor. And the whole thing, like all that, you have to give it to them. The performances are incredible. Oh no, incredible. As actor acting wise is great. I just, as I said, the characters, the way they're written, it's just these people. It's hard for me. That's once again, it's not even that. Like obviously, I dislike the cheating, all this, whatever. Like it's not like oh, I'm a goody goody teacher. It's like it's kind of what you're saying. It's like I, it's hard for me to understand their motivation sometimes. You know? Yeah, because they're so irrational. And it's, when it's hard to understand their motivation, it's like it's hard for me to understand like why he's doing that. And just when things make no sense, I go. That's when I get like frustrated with the shows when this doesn't make any sense. But see, I like, like well, I don't have to try anymore. Well, I, I like to think that's what makes me like like with I like thinking about the characters' motivations and trying to figure it out for myself. So like with Pete, Pete has you know Allison Brie, like you said, like super attractive, the hottest woman. wife on the show, yeah, like far. super hot, Gina super perfect. So. I told you that and she thinks Betty like. Between so between like January Jones and Allison Brie, which one do you think is hotter? January Jones is the blonde. January Jones is, is Betty. Betty. Uh, is Betty uh, Allison Brie? But okay. I would put Joan above all of them because I, <laughs> she's got you huge, like the, I like the, huge. You like them curves? I do like them curves. And then I think she's. I don't know. Allison Brie is the perfect woman. Oh, second man. Yeah. And then there's um, like so he has this wife. She's super perfect. She's super awesome. She's incredibly attractive, but he wants to be like Don, right? Because yeah. every man wants to be like Don. He wants his own apartment. He wants to have a side girl because that's what men at the time saw as successful, at least in 1960s New York. If you were a successful man, it meant you had an apartment in New York City and you had a girl on the side and you had a wife at home that you could go to, but it was Someone okay. who basically just took care of your kids and yeah. shut the hell up otherwise. Exactly. Know? And so it's so when you think about that, you're like, well, why would he cheat on Allison Brie? She's so perfect. Well, not even that. He just cheats on her because he's like a horrible person. Yeah, it's like, also just he, a he, dick. He, he is. He a dick. literally is just spoiled. He yes. is just spoiled, and he has no idea of like relationship. That's why he like try he he tries to attack Don early, right? When he's just like, I know your secret. Give me a promotion. Yeah, and Don's like, fuck you. Go. Ahead, yeah, go no, ahead. exactly. And he, he couldn't understand why. Like, they Don's like, well, I'm just gonna go to Bird about this and. He's like, I don't understand why you're doing this. I don't understand. This is yeah, why can't you just give me yeah. what I want? Yeah. I think he literally, think he literally yeah. says well, that. No, like, yeah. why can't you give me what I want? And it's like, he literally is just... He what? just doesn't understand what earning things mm-hmm. mean. Well, yeah, because he was raised with uh, Dow Chemical, their their massive fund <laughs> yeah. as his trust fund. You know, like, he's a shit... I mean, he's a, he's an asshole. No one... I mean, I'm, I don't know many people that like Pete. 
But um, he redeems himself so rarely, but it's always very gratifying. And then he immediately fucks up again, and yeah. you're just like, I can't, I can't like put my finger on what it is about you. I just hate all of you. He's just <laughs> awkward too. Well, yeah. Well, he, he's a child. Well, he tries to like look to dress like Don and look like Don. Like it, I don't, he, I don't, he, he, he looks, does. I don't no, that's the thing. He does. He dresses in the same snappy way, but it's like if Steve tried to be Don. Yeah, like he like you know he's he just does his hair. And, yeah, he like, does his hair in the same way. He tries to wear the same. I don't know if he dresses like Don. Everyone dresses that way, like you were saying. But but that's the thing. So like there are some people during that time period because that was the way that you dressed. You had that hairstyle. But Pete, guys like Pete make he just looks like a rapist. Well, I know, like, and that's true. But I don't, I, so, but I don't think he's doing it because of Don. I just think he because it's the style. It's the way to dress. Yeah, he wants to dress like upper man. But he's one of those, like, he, he dresses like upper management, but up, the upper management style doesn't look good on him. Like, Harry Crane, especially he's in the 70s. one of my favorite characters in the, of that as, show. You, as it gets into the 70s portion of the show later on, Harry Crane, like, becomes, like, an actually more attractive guy. He grows a beard. He's got glasses. He's got, like, you know, he wears, like, the fucking sweater vests and stuff. And, like, he kind of dresses as he, like, he looks first like fucking he Steve in. Jobs, basically. Yeah, exactly. So, but like, yeah, with Pete Campbell, like, he is just trying to be like everybody else. He doesn't want to be himself. He wants to be successful. Well, he, he doesn't do want to work for he it. He looks like a weasel. Yeah, he looks weasel. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like, it's kitchen. like how the guy, like, they cast a Joffrey. And, like, there is people that look. When you look at them, you're just shitty. like, I can't trust you. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Your physical appearance has destroyed any possibility of positive human contact. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, well, good. I'm glad you're enjoying it. I need to finish season seven. I mean, or start season seven. I think I'm at the end of season six, but I've been having so many things to watch that uh, I haven't had an opportunity. I've also been so busy. So at, when I'm in during my actual watching time, Essen, what about you? Yeah, have you been asking? Good catch. Just played Dota. Didn't get a job again from uh, city council or s- the they city. put me on the eligible to hire list. Oh, great. Until Good Christmas job. of this year. Uh, when they I, might need you, or... I don't know what the deal is with that, so... Well, that sucks. Have you not, and you haven't heard anything from Ticketmaster or State Farm or any of those places you applied State for. Farm said no. Just outright? Straight up. Yeah, they're just like, we're not looking for you, what you are at this time. Yeah. And then Ticketmaster actually never got back to me. They they sounded super enthusiastic on the phone. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. And then, they're, and then they're like, we'll call you in like a week. And I'm like, okay. And it never did, so... Did you ever follow up with them? No, it's at that Slide point was, die. well I was dealing with Amazon and State Farm and stuff at the same time I was like if they don't call they don't call I don't really care god but, damn that's so shitty yeah that's well, unfortunate that's dude. job hunting in a sector that's not very prevalent in, in the valley unfortunately yeah. but we gotta move to other places apparently Boise has hundreds upon hundreds of computer companies and yeah, uh, like, like Boise, Idaho, bullshit shops. I don't want well, to apparently they have like so I was so my my cousin is studying at Boise State, and she's studying computer science. And she was telling me they graduate thirty people a year from their computer science program, and there are hundreds of jobs in Boise for computer science. The problem is the median income. Like it depends on what they actually are giving you to be a computer scientist. At Boise. Well, yeah, but it's good there. It's like seventy five grand. Because they only graduate 30 students a year and they have all those jobs there. There's a massive need in Boise. Yeah, I don't know. I was looking at some jobs in Seattle, so we'll see yeah. what happens there. But just been Dota. Yeah. Would Dota, Cla- Dota, Dota. Would Claire relocate with you if you decide to go to Seattle? Yeah. Right, we actually talked about that last night. She'd be down. Yeah, Mark is leaving to go up there next weekend. For Amazon, right? No, for a startup. Oh, okay. Some healthcare system startup, but... He's going up there, and he knows people who work at 
big companies up there like Liberty Mutual and stuff and you know he's like let me know <laughs> would be cool there's a lot of people that I mean I think Andy lives up there now I thought he, he lived in Seattle from Colorado. I know that he left Pearson in Colorado He and we talked about Seattle I can't remember if he actually went but. he commented on my status when I said he was going to Colorado and said welcome so I think he's still okay. there it might be that he's still there he might, I remember he was looking at jobs up there he might have stayed in Colorado but Alex is up there so that would be totally weird <laughs> just like so you could go hang out with Alex and yeah, I don't know but I'm just trying to evaluate my options now yeah but. well nothing wrong with that yeah um and just Dota playing a lot of Dota still of course yeah as some Waldo the Dota whale well I'm getting better so you are That's you are going to quickly <laughs> surpass my skill level because you play so much I wish I played as much as you do I just play bot matches yeah, which is weird to me. I always play in-person matches. I don't like bot matches. I just don't want to deal, deal with the people. And bot matches go at exactly whatever pace I want them to go at. Because the computers are stupid, and literally I can just like ping at something, and they will all just run there as a group. <laughs> I'm like, okay, you go over there. I will go farm. Fuck <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah. You can't win a battle without me, but once I get the items that I want to try this build out, then we'll see what happens. Yeah. I mean, I wish the AI was better, but... Well, bot, bot games are a great way to learn, and it's it's good that you have the patience to do that. I For me, when I have, like, the time to play Dota, I want to play, like, a real match, which usually ends up in frustration because I get, like, Techies Carry 101 guy, <laughs> Techies Best Carry. Well, that's the problem is you don't even have to have a Carry Techies for Techies to ruin your game because a Techies is a guaranteed, like, hour and a half game. Yeah. It's just, it, it, they add so much time... Because the and not any value yet. <laughs> Honestly, though, if you're with a good techies player, like it, he, like at least at our level, like you can have good techies players that can really win you a game. Yeah, I, that's the thing is, I wouldn't say that. Even with a good techies player, though, it still takes a lot more. Time it does take yeah. game. Like when the the meta time right now is like half an hour, is when most like I don't know if you looked at the Dota Pit League games, but. Almost every game in like the best of four or the top four was over in like 30, 35 minutes. Really? It's, it just went fucking fast. I don't know if it's Blitz meta now or something. It's just Interesting. Leshrac getting farmed and tower tower raping his way right to the middle of the base. Fucking Leshrac. He's going to get nerfed soon. I hope that a, a little so patch comes out right before TI to, to fix the XL. He doesn't seem like a particularly interesting hero to me. Just kind of. What about him needs to be nerfed? His lightning I, needs to be nerfed for sure. I don't know if it's that he's necessarily too strong, but he gets picked so much, and usually when characters get picked in in abundance, they end up getting nerfed. Just to keep the meta That's game fresh. That ice frog balance, yo. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, it's literally like... Um, I mean, they're like any character who has gotten picked repeatedly continuously. Batrider, for a long time, got picked or banned every single and game. He, he got, got nerfed. Fucked, yeah. um, he's just fucked out of viability. Even like He doesn't even get picked anymore. Yeah, and uh, I'm trying to think of, like, I think Crystal Maiden was getting picked really regularly and for a long she time. she lost her movement and speed. She and got she's useless. So, or at least she's just fucking stuck. But yeah. The thing with Lashrak is, the, mo- the number one complaint that I see is his lightning is super spammable. Super, that's true. Yeah. And as a mid, when you have something like that that's super spammable, he'll just win mid. Unless your your mid player is objectively just skill better than him. I don't think his that, hero gives him a lot of viability with even a lower skilled yeah. player. I don't think that he's broken. 
necessarily because when I face a lot of track, <laughs> I bloodstone octarine core of track is pretty broken. Well, if you can let it, if you let them get to that, but any person with a bloodstone and an octarine core is going to be pretty broken. Like that's mm-hmm. just you let them go that far. But usually, I get a glimmer cape because um, for the for the magic reduction. And then you probably you usually have to end up having to farm a BKB if you're facing a really good Leshrac, I feel like, because that just neutralizes him completely, you know. So he's not broken, but he's getting picked so much, and my theory is just that... Well, Ice Frog he, balances around pick rate, basically. Yeah. He sees someone who gets picked and has a really high win rate, and he's like, something about you needs to change. But that's the problem, is going into this patch, he buffed Leshrac, right? The, the reason that Leshrac started coming in huge in 6.84 was because his lightning got a huge buff mm-hmm. in the, the cast time and everything. So what do you change about him? Do you just take him back to the way he was and so he never gets picked again? Like, <laughs> Well, you, you wait and you see if he really needs to be changed or if people just haven't figured out how to deal with him yet, right? Like, people will eventually figure out, like... Like, he'll get pick banned a lot, and then people will figure out, okay, if he strikes in the game, I just do like, He's got 100% normal. Not in normal. Ban rate. I'm not in, like, pro play, yeah. In pro play, yes, but in normals... In normal. Yeah, I mean, I've, he'll never beat, like, Shadow Fiend or Quap or any of those yeah. people. But. I've faced two less tracks, I think, yeah, so far. I and feel like every time I go in, there's a fucking less track on somebody's team. I'm always a track in Bloodseeker. Bloodseeker. I see Bloodseeker oh, yeah. everywhere. Bloodseeker's so dumb. Is Bloodseeker allowed in competitive play? Yeah. You never see him competitive. Well, ever. you yeah. probably will now. He's got like he he shot up like twenty spots in the tier rankings for for pick bet and everything. Because he's his thirst got a huge buff in six eight four, and so he's just like, by the way, if like two people on your team are at half health, <coughs> I run faster than Superman and I hit for thousand damage a hit. You know, yeah. <laughs> like I'll dive any tower, <laughs> any tower. So, anyways, shall we get into Politica? Well, I wanted to. Bring up one thing, uh, one more thing I forgot, mm. and that is that I played Ark Survival Evolved. Oh, Jesus. And I, like, I finally, I downloaded it two weeks ago, did not have a chance to play it, but this Sunday I finally sat down and How played it. How did you pay for it? $22. It was on sale? It was on sale. Yeah, the, the, the regular price for it is 30 and I paid like 22 I thought it was 60 bucks or something. I must no. have been thinking of Ram of Kings. Yeah, no, it's because it's in early access. I don't think they can charge. They could charge no, 60 I don't think people would they pay They can it. charge and people would pay 60 too. I, I wouldn't pay 60 for that game. That game is a glorious, beautiful disaster. piece of shit. Yeah, it's a glorious <laughs> disaster. I mean, it is it is a, it's just a majestic piece of shit. Ugh. Like, it is so... Like you you play it, I feel like I saw that coming. And you see the underlying mechanics, and you're like, "This is fucking great! It's so addictive! I can see myself playing this a lot." And then you try to fight a dinosaur, and the, you hit the dinosaur, but the hitboxes don't work, so you just aren't hitting it. And then it blinks all over the place because it, the, your ping is above fifty. There are a lot of problems with that game. I don't regret buying it all because it's it's fucking cool. It's you don't so regret, cool. I don't no, know. I don't regret my I, purchase. You gotta let me uh, link you that a uh, clip of the two angry gamers. They literally, they both had eagles, and they would fly around the spawn points and pick people up with the eagles, because you could fly, and then the eagles will grab people in their claws, you can yeah. fly them, and they would fly them out into megalodon waters and just <laughs> drop them there, and it's so funny, because it does the thing where the farther something away from it is, the quieter it is, Yeah. so they'll just be like, so uh, how long can you hold your breath, and they'll drop a guy, and he's like, not very long! He <laughs> <laughs> falls in the water, you see the sharks like... Just like raping him to death, and they're just like screaming, laughing, like squadron yeah! flying back to the shore. Like, yeah, it looks it, so like, you're dumb. Like there, you once if you if like I just have patience with it because I'm like I bought this game. I know it's early access. I know it's alpha. Um, 
so I know that like when certain things don't work, I'm not just like, oh, this is fucking bullshit. Like I expected this. Even with all like the problems and stuff, it's still super fun. I cannot wait for them to improve it. The one thing I'll say is that, you know, the whole thing with early access, the root of it, in my opinion, and from what I've seen, is that it's the Minecraft model, right? Like, Notch essentially created the first early access game where he built a game and it was basically playable. Pay for a promise. Yeah, and it was like, you can pay 12 bucks and you will get access to the game forever and then I will continue but I feel like the game was like 80% complete hey, that's, and that's what I was about to say I feel like they're letting these early access that's, games that's, and it's like 50% complete that di- that's no, different not Arc even Arc is 10% complete Arc is like yeah it's like no, 10% Arc, complete yeah, Arc, Arc is like visually the graphics and everything complete but in order to actually make the game playable and run well is like 90% of the work and they haven't done any of that. <laughs> yeah, they have, they have I guess like at least like if you're, doing like, a kickst- if you're doing like a Kickstarter, right? Where yeah. you're like, hey, give us some money and we'll let you give early access. At least you like know going into it that this thing's not complete. But I feel like they, they have all these, like it was on it was advertised on Steam. As like one of the main, like I got on Steam, the main page mm-hmm. that popped up was Ark. Mm-hmm. It's like when you're doing that, it just comes across as if it's a complete. Does it game. say early access at all? No, it does. It just, no, it's, it has an early access like icon in the lower point. right. Yeah, it's basically like you have the picture, and then down in the corner, it's like yeah, early access. Yeah, but I think I feel like they shouldn't be allowed to do that. Though. No, I don't think they should. I think because I knew it was early access, and you can say early access, but yeah, early access eight percent, give me ten percent, like yeah. I, I knew it was early access. I did my research. I looked at it. Like, I watched streams. I saw it was buggy. I read some reviews, knew it was buggy. So I knew what I was getting into. The average consumer would probably will buy it and just be like, this is fucking bullshit. What, what is this? But it's, it is unfortunate that, you know, there was the Minecraft model where Notch released a game that was really... I would say when he released the alpha for Minecraft... It was like 50%. It was at complete. least 50%. The thing is, it, when he it, released the, the, the core mechanics was yeah, exactly. yeah, the core... All he was missing was just more things Assets. to build. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But the actual gameplay was working. It exactly. just, there was, you know... That would be like having arc and everything works. It's just it was only like one dinosaur to kill. And then yeah. they add more later. Yeah, so... Um, I can definitely see the, the problem that a lot of people have with early access, and it's too bad that early access is not more like the notch thing, where like the company builds it to at least fifty percent, where it's workable, it's playable, and you're going to run into fewer problems than you would. Where whereas with Arc, I mean, it's just fucking bugs. Well, well the problem is there's no objective like criteria for that. Right? Well, like say what you say with fifty percent, but the game was playable. It was, it was legit. You could play Minecraft. And you could play it for hours. Well, forever you could you if you had never updated again, it was still a playable game. Yeah, it, just it wasn't a lot to do. Yeah, and like even like with Dota, they entered the game and they had like half the heroes when they first made it, and they just keep adding heroes. But the game is inherently playable. Like I feel like you should not be putting a game that is inherently flawed. Where well, like, and there's the broken. problem is there's no checks for that, yeah, right? So. You but there really needs to be. And that's that's well, that's on Steam, in my opinion. Well, yeah. that is, that's the thing it, is Valve needs to have a system Valve, where people yeah. can go in and say like no I don't think this game is actually even complete enough to be an early access game report and then if enough of that coalesces then because the thing is that, that that is Valve just giving people a platform to essentially scam exactly yeah and that's what's happening a lot of the time because but I guess it's I guess are you saying that they're scamming people who are unaware of the what they're getting into because I don't feel scammed. I feel well, like I knew what I was getting into. you did into. your homework, but when it's poignant that you said average consumer earlier because on the bell curve, you know, that big part where most of the people you're supposed to be catering to are, they're not going to be satisfied with that. Well, Steve, what happens when you're... What happens if this is the game? 
Well, no, that's that's the other thing I wanted to bring what up. Is that is, is mostly what ends up happening with games like this. Yeah, is this is what you get? They took your money the and they didn't fix it. What happens then? At that point, I would be disappointed because be and and not just because I gave the money, but because the promise of this game is so huge. There's so much awesome potential, and, and that's that would go the to issue. Waste. Is people need to stop putting money in on promises, right? Yeah, because they could stop development on this game tomorrow, and they've made a shit ton of money. And it wouldn't matter. You can't get your money back anymore. You've had it for longer than the refund period. Yeah. Even, and which is also a new mechanic they didn't have when the game first put on sale. Like, you you have no means of restitution as a consumer if they don't follow through on their promise, which is absolute bullshit. Yeah. Like, that's on you, right? Don't make a Well, decision. to me, it was like, it's a, it's a calculated risk. And I, I, like I, and again, I'm not the average consumer. I did my homework. I did my research. And I looked at the game and I was excited about it. And I said, it's 22 bucks. I'll play this for a few hours, and even if they never finish the game, I got to spend a few hours punching dinosaurs and building a shack. Yeah, and, and that's the thing is, it's okay if you go into it with that mindset, but they don't have. It's still, I don't think it's really ethical. No, that model, right? Not as it stands, I would say there needs to be like a check and balances system where, like, where like there need to be community members who play the games and determine whether or not they can be on early access. And early access needs to be curated, right? Yeah. If your game isn't good enough that like a survey group of a hundred people, like twenty five people liked it and seventy five didn't, you maybe you need to work on it a little more before you start trying to sell your lies. I feel like early access should be like beta, not I mean, I don't know. yeah, not alpha. Well, but what constitutes beta now? You, yeah, it, it doesn't matter. Like yeah. you could just say something is in, is in beta if it's one dude with a white. Error signs everywhere. It's in beta. Beta the game. Yeah. So, anyways, I played it. It's a glorious mess. I, I really <coughs> hope that they continue working on it. Like I really do because I, it has incredible potential to be super fucking rad. But right now, it is. It's a. It's a really polished turd. That's, that's really what it is. And I will play it some more because I have not gotten my maximum enjoyment possible out of it so far. I still want to build a shack. And build spears. What and then, you want is to build a base. Yes, sir. a shack. <laughs> I have to start with a base. But it's. It, I love that. Like I, when I logged in and I was just like my guy, I could see other people's bases they had built and stuff like that. I like went up and knocked on a dude's door and he didn't answer. And it was oh, like getting dark and I was like, "Fuck!" But, yeah. So I'm excited for it and it, it looks. When they looks come great. out with like two optimization patches, I will go in. And it sorely needs those. So. Yeah. All right, let's get to the news, and it's a lot of uh, political, uh, political, economic news this week. Probably less uh, like geek news and stuff like that, but that's okay because there's a lot going on in the world. First, being gay marriage is legal. <laughs> High five, boys! Did you make your your Facebook picture a rainbow? I did. Yourself, you would do that. I did do it. I almost didn't, but I was like, you know what? I'll go along with the herd, and I did it for like two days and changed it back. But yeah, it is. It's awesome. Gay marriage is totally yeah. legal. Finally. Finally. It is I, finally. America is finally on par with the, with a huge majority of other democratic countries in the world. I, I was... Some, so, like, I'm friends with this guy from school, and he's, like, super conservative. So he uh, posted this, like, post... It wasn't him, but it was an article he posted to. And basically it was, like, we shouldn't have... Like, the Supreme Court was wrong. That's, like, the title of the article. And it's, like, it's called... It was from, like, Blaze.com. Oh yeah, and it's like I don't know. If that's the like Blaze is the Blaze like yeah. super, and he's like that's and it basically went into detail like how the Supreme Court is wrong and how like we don't have to believe the Supreme Court and they're usually wrong and or not they're usually but they're like in this case we shouldn't have to believe them because 
like they, they it's like they made a wrong choice and it's like all right you're the one to tell them that at the very bottom of the comments some dude was like man fuck this country it's all going in the shames i hate everything about it. i'm fucking moving to canada and the poster right below, he goes, dude, you know Canada's had gay marriage for, like, 20 years now? Here's <laughs> <laughs> the thing you're going to find, though. He's like, how stupid are these people? The uh, thing is, realistically, the Supreme Court shouldn't be weighing on this decision because <coughs> marriage isn't something that should be moderated by the government. Yeah. Right? Like, it should not be... The fact that you... People are, like, super stoked that they can ask the government for a piece of paper that gives them a right to do something that seems fucking that's insanely really, stupid to me that's like, really interesting because austin uh, yeah austin, austin had that same, same point yeah, where he like he said you know it's great that gay marriage is legal and everything but the fundamental problem here is that we have to ask to get married at all yeah you just gave the government permission to dictate well it's not but it's not a matter of getting married or not you can say i'm married that's fine I don't need the government's consent i think the issue with the reason why people want gay marriage to be legal is because you get all the benefits, the the financial benefits associated with that, and that's governmental because that's a tax issue. Yeah. That, but so that's well, because like it's or even like health, like well, because like you can be gay right now and get married, mm-hmm. or not not be married, but essentially be married by living with each other, by doing all your stuff, by owning things together, right? But you won't get any of like you won't get any of the legal benefits. Now yeah. it's there's between like a partnership and a marriage. That's like the whole. They were trying to say like you should have fine. We're okay with partnerships, but like partnerships don't get any tax. You don't, there's a ton of tax breaks you get for being married. Yeah. So th- that's why it's like... I know one tax break you get for being married, and that's filing jointly. Well, that, that's a huge tax break. Why do those exist, I wonder? To get, make people get married? To promote? Is it to and promote marriage? It's to promote marriage, yeah. There's so no other way. Religion. It's, 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 it's this, the, the stupid belief that marriage is somehow like a, a stabilizing factor in society, even though half of them don't last yeah. in today's world anyway. Yeah. So like... So, I mean, that's... I get what you're saying, but, I, you know... I think the reason why I think it's reasonable that I went to court... Well, because- the thing is, the government should just recognize a marriage. It shouldn't be something where I go to the government and say, can I have this marriage license? And them say, no, you're not the right type of people getting married to get these legal benefits. You should be able to just go to the government and say, by the way, I'm married. And they're like, well, enjoy your tax breaks. And that's it. <laughs> but now the Supreme Court says no. Actually, you get you are have to ask the government permission. I mean, the, you had to ask. Uh, I don't think you have to ask the government permission. I mean, what what permission is there to ask now? You the gov- to the get gov- a marriage if, license, you have to be legally married and thus get access to the the legal and fiscal benefits of being married. You have to go through a government agency. But for what for what reason and who would get denied? I mean, I've never heard gay of any, people. That's but, the whole fucking problem. <laughs> but. but but they, I mean, so at one point, interracial marriages, like yeah, and but again, that's changed, and, and so I, I guess like the argument is the argument is well, even if it's homogenous, it's still you having to like take a right from and to the government, and that's not acceptable. Yeah. You should just be able to get married and then have the benefits conferred upon you. I shouldn't have to go and say, "Can I get married?" and then them being able to say, "Well, no, actually, you can't because you're two men." I feel like that is a separate issue in oh, terms we'll of see. like <laughs> in terms of like um like yeah like this fundamental idea that you have to ask the government for the right to be or for like you know their your tax breaks or whatever is wrong but at the end of the day it's still really good that gay people can legally be married. No, it's the thing is it's not I'm not trying to diminish the value of this victory, right? 
fuck religion. This is literally just smacking every Christian Basically, idiot yeah. in America in the face. Because every, everything like, against this is all just like Christian people being... Well, yeah, it's and this, root, this and is the perfect way yeah. to, to show people, hey, guess what? We're not a Judeo-Christian nation, you stupid motherfucker. Yeah. We allow gay people to get married. You would never allow that. I mean, we also don't allow slaves, so we're not a Judeo-Christian nation either. Yeah. Right? And other among other things, you can't stone people to death or fuck your slaves with no consequence or have them. You know, like... Yeah. But... I don't know. It's just one more step in the right direction. But we still... I mean, there's a lot of other things wrong in this country. I feel like gay marriage was pretty minor in comparison to economic disparity and racial disparity. But... Yeah. One step in the right direction. Yeah. I think... I mean, it's great. And it's... It, the bat. So, I mean, let's talk about the backlash. The backlash is... It's some, well, I would say it somewhat died down, but we just had this fucking jackass from South Carolina go up there and, and rant like a crazy bigot. You realize that um, that's never going to stop. All right, so there's been a, there was a lot of backlash initially, and it, to the point where like like ridiculous and what you would expect of religious people backlash, where they're like, "I'm going to get divorced because the the the, the institution Actually, of marriage is I, no maybe longer." Maybe I haven't been like looking, but I guess I don't feel like there's been any more backlash than any other Supreme there's Court decision. There's been a lot of no, stupid like grassroots Facebook message backlash, well, well, but not actually real. Um, but this guy, the senator, senator so Senator Lee Bright from uh, Lee Bright from uh, South Carolina, went up, and today they were supposed to host a debate on whether or not to remove the Confederate flag from the Capitol grounds, uh, which we had talked about on the episode before last, on episode twenty-five. Um, and there was a debate on it today, and it did pass thirty-six to three in the Senate, so it has to go to the House. Hopefully, it passes there. Um, which we'll get to that in a second. But this guy goes up, and he's supposed to be... He's got three minutes, and he's supposed to be going up and, and talking about the Confederate flag. And instead, he goes up, and he literally says... Like, he goes up there, and he's like, The other day, I heard the president sing a religious hymn, and then I saw the White House, our glorious White House, bathed in the colors of abomination! Because <laughs> they lit... They he lit, wrote they, that yeah. speech, for sure. They lit, they they lit, lit it up in the rainbow colors. In the rainbow colors, and he's like, he's like, it's it's time for the church and its people to stand up against the government. It is time. We have the faith and we have the people. We must stop this sin. The devil is in our government, and we must faith stop it. saves you from the police and the military, you stupid fuck. <laughs> yeah. So this... So, have your revolution. I'll enjoy killing every last one of you. So they have, uh... So that, so... This was just like this ridiculous sign that this guy was supposed to be talking about the Confederate flag and instead he just did this three minute <laughs> Religion, on The greatest non sequitur of all mankind. Exactly. So he, uh, but that kind of, you've seen that kind of backlash. You've had people in Georgia, like in Alabama, who are saying, The deep south. They, they're saying, like, we're going to get divorced because we don't, because the same, the, the, apparently marriage isn't a sacred institution yeah. anymore. No. Like, go for it. All, fuck you. Yeah, like, all kinds of, um, all kinds of, of institutions saying we're going to block gay marriages, like clerks in courthouses saying, "I refuse to." Well, even the dude in Texas, right, who says, "I'm not going to punish anyone who doesn't give out a gay marriage license. It should be up to the individual." It's like, no, when you no, are, when you law. work for a government, you are not an individual in that capacity. You are a representative of the state and its laws, right? You don't get to selectively choose what to enforce. If, so, if, a, if your state allows gay marriage and a gay couple comes to you and you're a marriage license clerk and they file for one, you can't say no. No. Or you should get fired. Unfortunately, that doesn't really happen in practice, but... And I, don't, I just don't get it. I mean, I've said this before, but I don't get it. Who fucking cares? Like... 
Who cares if people are getting married? You like. Obviously, in this case, like, they shouldn't care, but I feel like you cared if it was the reverse. If gay marriage was legal, and the Supreme Court passed a bill that said gay marriage is not not legal, I feel like everyone here would be upset about it. Because denying someone their basic rights is wrong. I can't understand not, the logic I'm of saying it. Well, well, but, that, but that's the problem. That's, it's not the basic rights. Like, that's what you believe is their basic right, but they believe something else. So, yeah, well, they're not to mention about the, it. the belief of religious people to say, well, my basic right is my religion that says that this isn't acceptable and I don't have to enforce it. And, right? But, I mean, it's, it's two sides of the same coin. People are rational and think of the same thing in very different ways just because of past experience and, and bias, be it religious or academic, whatever. I, right. I just can't wrap my wrap my head around the idea of saying I believe I've, I'm a religious person and my religious belief is... I love peace. Fuck gay people. Yeah, my religious belief <laughs> is everyone deserves to be loved and everyone deserves to be equal, but gay people can't get married. Well, no, it's not... That's not... The problem is people believe that. That's not true. Religion is I love everyone who's like me and everyone who isn't better be like me or they're going to have problems. And because it validates my choices well, in life and who I want to be. That's how... A, a community of persuasion and proselytizing works, but I don't like. I don't understand why people care so much about what people do in their bedrooms. Like, as long as you're not killing anybody or hurting anybody, like, if well, you want to have again, gay sex, I mean, go ahead. obviously, it's it, it comes down to fundamental. It's like it's not almost what like a man and a man so much as it's eroding the religion's power, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, a strike against gay marriage is a strike against Judeo-Christian laws, it's a strike against, like, the church's power, it's a strike against your belief. You're basically... It's not... I mean, obviously, they, they, they don't like gay marriage, but it's, like, not specifically, like, oh, I just really care what two men are doing in the bedroom. It's, like... I've been told by God yeah. that men should not marry men. <laughs> Therefore... <laughs> Oh man! Whatever. So, when, I just. I'm sorry, but whenever I hear people actually say, "I've been told by God." Well, you look at our people, and he was yeah, like, "God, God told, told me to put the Christian flag above, above the American the- flag." God before country. <laughs> <laughs> but they're like, "God told me that man has can man must marry a woman," and God is fact. God is law. So by having this law come out and say no, basically, what is this all saying? But God is wrong. Yeah. And that anger, well, that anger is so, and that's the problem. That's I mean, why they come, don't find it acceptable. Because yeah. basically, you're saying God is wrong. That's really what the problem is. And it comes, it comes back to, it comes back to this idea that like, it's just facing the darkness, right? Like everybody has, like all every human being has to, like they don't have to, but like they'll, they spend a large amount of time trying to avoid the fact that um, that they are wrong in most of the beliefs that they hold, like. Like religious beliefs, like in particular, are believe like like there you're wrong. If you believe that there is a God, you're wrong because there is no proof that there is a God, and there probably is not a God. Like, but again, it's if I say there's no God, I'm wrong too. But people have very difficult time facing that darkness within themselves by admitting that they don't actually know anything. Well, and well, especially for people regardless. who live their whole life in that attitude. Well, that's what I'm saying. Say, but... Like, by the way, this thing you believe in that you thought had so and so amount of power no it actually doesn't affect the world in the way that you thought it it's not well that's the thing is you can't like blame these people like I guess you can't you can't blame these people but if you've been raised to believe one thing your entire life you're just gonna believe it that's just the way it is so it's not it's not really like oh they just can't console that they're wrong it's like they just don't know anything else and they're not willing to understand anything else that's really what it comes down to so you can't change yeah you can't like I don't think people are like actively like 
It's not like they know God doesn't exist, but they're just trying to delude themselves and they're lashing out by fighting against gay marriage. It's just like they seriously believe God is real. It's just the same thing as like you're born, someone tells you that's red. It's like someone told me that is white, but I'm born and someone's like, hey, little baby Ken, that thing's blue. And then like. Kenya, that won't blue. That won't blue. <laughs> and so forever that, it's going to be blue to me. Like until someone when I'm like 20 is like, dude. Wall's white. I'm like, you guys are all lying, you fuckers. I'm like, going in a white tux. I'm all of you. Like, we're all blue. I'm going in a blue tux for problem. I thought you said you were going in a blue tux. This is a blue tux. What are you talking about? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's hard. It's, I mean, it, it's just fundamentally when you are be- you believe something, it's like you're, it's like, like belief is ingrained from, like, it's the inner workings of your mind. It's hard you know, to break it's, faith. Yeah. Religious it's belief like, in particular is ingrained like from birth. It's no, just it like faith, though. It's, with blind belief, <coughs> right? When you are so something is so ingrained to you that it's like a core tenant of your personality and your identity. As at a some, human being. But at some point, there's enough psychological push on someone that they can make a belief into a fact. Like, if I, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean, like not existing. Right? Well, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like they, like you will not convince. A, like you can take a lie detector test, right? And if you put it to me, and the guy's like, "Does God exist?" and I say yes, it would catch me as a lie. But you're going to do that same detection for, on a religious person and say, yeah, it's going to not trigger. They honestly believe it. And that's nothing like, and at some point there's, there's just, there's some people especially that are just susceptible to that. Right. And an especially, majority you know, there are lots of people that get told that and don't end up believing it. I think like you're one of those people. Right. Yeah. And, but there are plenty of people that are told that. And never question. They will never question it, right? And just the way they are raised, is, you know, especially when like going against that means getting a beating, right? That means that you never question. And so for some people, it's fact. And you just when it's you, a huge cognitive dissonance to just say by the right, way, your so facts don't matter anymore. If you're telling like someone that you're you're, if they think it's truth, but it's not, you're really just saying like you're lying. And to call someone a liar is pretty much to say someone is, you know, it's one of the biggest, that's like one of the worst things you can tell someone is essentially that you're a liar. Yeah. Especially when they don't think they're lying. Well, that's right? the point, they yeah. just completely don't believe it. So, like, I don't agree with them, I don't think they're right, but I think it's the answer's right. You just pity them because, like, you, the reason why you can't wrap your head around, like, why they're upset that a gay man loves another gay man, like, why do you, why should they care why that matters is because... In their mind, this is an abomination, and they have intense feelings of hatred. Yeah, consider it if see another way, and they're probably just as astounded that you think that it's okay. Yeah, right. And it's like, well, you know, you could be on the wrong side of history. I don't have to care. People like you will die out. They are dying out. (laughs) Most older generation, thankfully, (laughs) slowly but surely, they're going. Yep, yep. Um, I mean, but can you imagine if we were doing this podcast in, like, reverse world, and we are the minority? And we were sitting there just like, fuck these faggots! Like, <laughs> <laughs> just fly like, we were, like, 50 years old, yeah. <laughs> well, no, but even, like, yeah, say it's, like, 50 years from now, and there's this, some other ten- foundational tenet that I can't even think of it right now, because that's the way these things are, but, like, they just pass this law, and we sit here and go, well, those goddamn fuckers are passed this law, how could they have the Supreme Court? This makes no sense whatsoever, like... I just love the extrapolation that because the Supreme Court did one thing they don't agree with, they're like, fuck this country. That's the worst. <laughs> There's nothing redeeming about America. I hate freedom when other people can have it. And not That's just the worst part. And then you just show your ignorance by saying you want to move to Canada. It's like, you. Yeah, I want to move to a more progressive place. <laughs> it's not liberal enough here. <laughs> 
Get back at the man for making a liberal thing happen by moving to a more liberal place. I, I fucking hate capitalism, so I'll go with socialism. America! Socialism! It's fucking ridiculous. Time to go to Qatar! Oh, man. Shall we touch on Greece for, um, like, t- some, some time at least? Do we want to talk about Chris Christie entering the race for president? He, he was going to enter race... I, I heard he's not going to win. Neil Payne. No. Neil Payne's. If you guys know who he is, he's no. he's a big. He does like a lot of numbers and science, like uh, statistics and stuff to calculate like winners. He's basically predicted the last like twenty presidents, and by twenty I mean like eight because he hasn't been alive for twenty presidents. Yeah, That's like eight years. The last twenty years of presidents. <laughs> yeah, but um, and he usually through like you know analytical <laughs> means like it just does a really good job. But he you know find indicators, and he's basically like Chris has no chance of winning. Of course he doesn't. Well, I can't believe that, we're, like, we're saying like there's no chance of even getting into the poll. I primary. can't believe anyone even thinks he could because there are you know, people he, like Chris Christie's bringing the truth. He at one point was like there a was rising a time, star. Yeah, he's at one point where he and probably would have fucking the shut down a bridge just because he was pissed off, and now people don't like. Him. Well, he's always been really moderate. Like believe it or not, he's actually an extremely moderate. He's a, one of the very few Republicans who is a total loser on gun rights. But what are you yeah. gonna do? He is. Yeah, he's, he's a super moderate. Republican, so he would almost would never have gotten the Tea Party's backing in the first place. But that was his whole thing was like, well, he's got all the independent votes, which we need because it's been a problem for them. You know, is that they get all the conservative vote, but the middle goes to the left. Yeah. But then he did the whole bridge thing. Now the, the independents hit him too, so he's got no one to like him. So he just doesn't he, look he, trustworthy. He people knew that he was going to announce around now, like eight months ago. Like I someone showed me a graphic, and I wish I saved it, but it's like. Republican candidates is like Hillary and like four people. It's like or Democratic. It's like Republican candidates. It's like is they have a little box and literally it's like it's like twenty five people. That was on our Twitter at one point. I don't know if it's still there or not because I think we cleaned the political stuff out of there. But but yeah, I know the one you're talking about. And it's It's like Republican field, Democratic field. Like but it was more but it was more updated with all the new people. With all the new people, yeah, Chris Chris Christie's there. It's like and you're just like Jesus Christ, Donald Trump. I'm so glad Donald Trump ran for president because then he had to say all that stupid shit about immigration and lost all his partnerships with everybody. Yeah, he literally like NBC, ABC. He lost like the Miss Universe pageants. He, he lost, still like, wipes his ass with more money than oh, the entire of course, city of Phoenix. Of course, like, but still, the fact that people are pulling money from him him where it hurts. Yeah. I feel like if I was Donald Trump and I had that much money, I would just be like, I'm going to never do anything again. Well, that's, that's literally what he's doing, right? I'm bored. Relax. I'm just going to run for president. But see, I don't that's feel like you shouldn't right? be so bored that you have to run for president if you have that Why much not? money. Why not? You're like, you what, what, is more, what is more frivolous than a man who has no political experience and has no has no care about anything? No political experience and a lot of racism. Exactly. America. Exactly. Most like, yeah. politicians in America. What is more frivolous than being like, I'm going to spend millions of dollars to campaign on something I will never win. That's literally the, the that is literally the definition of frivolous. You give me a million dollars, I can do a lot with that shit. Uh, that's the, the funny relative, right? Is a million for him is like a penny for us, but that's a life changing. I actually, I actually don't think he's as rich as people think he is. He's, I mean, he's got some hundreds of millions of dollars. That's pretty rich. That's rich, but not as rich as like. I think people think Actually, like Donald Trump. He's four billion dollars. Yeah, his went worth a million is $4 to him dollars. is like point oh oh five percent or something. Yeah. I thought a third of it was lower than it was. Nah, his net worth is four billion dollars USD. All right, never mind then. Yeah. A me. million to him is is fucking weekend money for his kids. You know, <laughs> like oh, right, well, I thought. Well, for some reason, I thought he was 
I read somewhere where he had lost a lot of money, and I think he was closer to like the hundred two hundred million mark, which which is money. like a lot of obviously that's a shit ton of money, but like it compares them to like what people think it's not that much money. Yeah. Anyways, so yeah, so Chris Christie's in, <coughs> and um, and other thing like the gay marriage thing, and you got Chris Christie entering in. You have that religious nut job that drove, that wrote, that uh, raised the Christian flag above the U- the U.S. flag because God comes for country. God spoke to him. A little bit. Um, so uh, let's talk. Uh, well, they they um, somewhere in Florida they actually passed a vote to raise the Confederate flag over the U.S. flag, oh and it passed. Really? That's like, in the like Senate him. or the House or both? I have no idea. It might be like a small, like a local. It's probably a, but. a butt fuck to my sister Hamlet. Like, no, it's probably actually a Miami. Border, border my, Miami is incredibly. Democratic. Oh, it's in Miami. 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 No, no, I'm just saying, like Florida. There's actually like large swaths of like blue in there. Yeah, well, and then everything that borders South Carolina is red. As well, well, it's funny <laughs> so. because it literally is. It's like the epitome of like the difference between like Democrats and Republicans and the way people vote. It's like all of. Florida is red, except for the major metropolitan cities. Yeah, surprise. Right. So rural areas are more <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, like Miami. Yeah, the places where Miami is the bluest thing. Half of seen. internet. You know? <laughs> like, All right, but. so let's talk about Greece. Can you brought this up? And we had talked quite a while ago about Greece possibly defaulting and reaching out to Greece Europe. Has specifically, defaulted. specifically, they were reaching out, I believe, to Germany to rearrange they their out to the EU, which yeah. means to yeah. Germany. Um, they, they, but they <laughs> so they, they they put it to a vote. To see, so basically, like <laughs> Germany was like, okay, here's us, like for us to give you to forgive your, to give you a bailout, another another bailout, to give you another bailout, and basically essentially was forgiving a bunch of the prior debt that you owe us. You have to you raise have your to taxes put, by a shitload and well, reduce yeah, your spending. There's just austerity money, uh, or, uh, austerity which is laws, ridiculous. Which, but basically, it's saying like, crazy. well. I know, but the people there live like the people live in like Guadalupe here, and that's the rich people in Greece. Like but the thing is, when you put yourself in that position, right? It's like the whole of the people must suffer. It's, it's got to get corrected <laughs> somehow, right? I like know. I'm not saying that it's fair, but somewhere, somehow, spending has got to be cut. Like interest rates have got to be raised, and money has to be paid back. If you're to like, if we are to follow just the primary directive of a loan, I give you money. You pay me interest, you give me my money back. Right? If you can't follow that, then the entire premise of a loan doesn't exist. You're just, it's literally just a gift. Right? What is that? But just money, just a gift. So they made a loan, they made a deal, they fell through and they can't pay it back. So as part of an agreement, it's, what do you do? You need no, to No, so, listen, I understand. I'm just <laughs> saying, like, it's, it seems very severe for what's actually happening. It has to happen, but it's going to ruin this entire generation's lives. Yeah, it's going to. No, it's going to, but it's the same thing. It's the same thing that, um, freaking like, what, like Reagan did for us when he, like, in hype when inflation was so high. And he basically just had to put up interest rates to the point where, like, we forced the U.S. into, like, three recessions or something. But it had to happen to get the money in check. But Greece is not the U.S. No, I know, but I'm just saying, like, they... They have to blame their leaders for they just poor need to not economic have fucking pensions. Okay, so 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 what exactly happened? So they're they're de- they had so, a payment that they had to make and they didn't make. Yeah, so well, so Germany's thing they originally it's they not said just, it's not just Germany. The European EU. Union gave Greece when this was happening like years ago, two thousand and eight, and it's like we are our economy's failing. We need a loan essentially to help you bail us out. 
Give us some, um, <clears throat> um, some hundreds of billions. Of well, dollars. it's money, but it's also like lower interest rates. When we trade with you, you'll give us good rates. We'll like keep other interest rates low. You'll lend us at good rates. All this stuff. And because Greece was part of the EU, they basically like had to do it because the worse Greece got, the worse their euro got, right? Yes. <clears throat> so they did that. Now fast forward today. Well, they essentially now have defaulted on that loan. It's it's more than a loan, but they basically can't pay back that money. Yeah. And it's not even just a money issue. It's more like they were told, we'll give you this money if you fix your financial positions. As in, spend less, save more. That's really what it comes down to. Spend so less, they, save so more. So they said, and we'll they, give you this money if you spend less, raise, save more. Yeah, raise taxes, spend less money. It didn't even have to be raising taxes. I mean, no, raise easiest. taxes was part of the deal. Um, right, but it's like it's not even like, oh, raise taxes. This year. It's just like... They had to balance the budget. So. Balance the budget, exactly. It's whatever you want to do it, you can do it. Raising taxes is the most reasonable and easiest way to do that. Well, but they could have like cut for healthcare for, for a like country care. that already has like a twenty five. Right, but I'm tax. saying, but they could they could have just like like cut like all their military spending. You know, I'm just saying they could have done <laughs> the, 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 the Greek Railway. But they could have just and those are the rules in place, and they haven't abided by them. So literally, they failed to meet those rules. So it's not even it's not as basic as like oh they just need to give back like hundred million dollars. It's like they didn't enact all the things they said they were going to do. They didn't do. Or they, I mean, they, don't they let the law. system fucking fall apart. So, essentially, Greece is in a worse place than it was in 2008. So, and they got, it got worse, and they got this money. So, Germany was like, fine, we'll give you another bailout, but this time, the only way we give you this bailout is if you take these austerity measures. And austerity basically means more... You make your more, people poor for, like, 20 years. It's more, it's more cost-cutting. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> they're very... They're very well, the ones that they propose are very strict. Yes. Like, it's... To the point where, like, in Greece... Well, and the thing is, it's strict relatively, right? Because Greece is a socialist country. Yeah. So, it's things like, oh, you're actually not going to have a national health care. Right. Like health care, right. Like, if like, your taxes are already be high, they'll be higher, higher, but you won't get yeah. all the benefits you used to have. You have to work five days a week now instead of four. You know? Oh, like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a great picture of this person, and you see an ATM, a bank, and there's two ATMs, and on one hand, it's tourists coming to withdraw money, and the other hand, it's like, the rest of the city. Greek people are only coming allowed to, to take out to, 80 pounds a day right now because their banks don't actually have the money reserves. Well, not even that, but like, they don't, cars. but it, even now, if everyone in the US, even if everyone in Phoenix is like, I want my money right now, the bank couldn't It'd be a run on a bank, yeah. It's, so it's, it's, it's the same thing happening. They're trying to prevent a bank run. So because everyone wants to withdraw their money because there's all these taxes and put your hard cash into like your mattress and call it a day. We're literally going to the wheelbarrow days. Yeah. And... <laughs> Are people afraid that their money's going to disappear? Are they afraid that? Um... Well, it's also just they need fucking money to live. Yeah, prices are going to go. Prices up. are going up. Like obviously, if the money's not in the bank, like it's easier to hide how much money you have to not be taxed on it. Uh, also, true. like, so are they going to go and scoop money out of people's bank accounts? Like they're going to like take it? No, no, it's not they've scoop, actually given money to the banks. The bank, just the banks, also need money to operate. So it's the, the what is the that's literally the way a bank run happens. People fear you can't get your money, and they'll pull their money out. So, they passed the, somehow, I guess this is the way it should be done, but they passed that up to vote. Do we accept... They put it up to a referendum, and the people said no. Do we accept (laughs) this bailout to give us all this money we need so that our... The people of Greece? Yeah. Do we we accept this European Union bailout? Will they give us all this money again and really, literally redo our debt again? Where they're like, okay, well, it was all this shit, we'll forgive it again. But, we'll you have, you but, but you have to put these rules in place, and it has to be this way, 
aka increased tax rates, lower health care benefits, more wage hours, you know, all that stuff. And they put to a vote, increased voted no. Like the people the of people Greece. The people of Greece are like, no, I'd rather suffer no. through a default and go back to the drachma. Yeah. So that's, that's the option right now is the EU doesn't want that to happen, but if the EU doesn't, they can not want to be part of Greece. Like, if Greece defaults, like, the EU is within their right just to be like, well, you're you're out. And and is that what it means to leave the Eurozone? (coughs) Yeah, the Eurozone. It's called the EU is the Eurozone. So, literally, they're like, the European zone of cooperation. Well, because (laughs) they pull pull their their currencies to make the Euro. So, the Euro is, like, consistently being dragged down by the shitty countries the shitty like Greece, Greece, Greece right. and so it's like because their economies are so poor like and what that does is that makes when your currency goes down there's all sorts of problems happen when your currency gets dropped down so the European Union has the option to kick them out um, I don't think they want to or Greece can just be like well we're gonna leave like they can just say we're gonna leave that yeah. way we don't have to listen to your rules because it, being part of the Eurozone, like, innately makes you have to kind of sort of listen yeah. to these but rules. But then they're trading at a disadvantage to the... And they have to, the, the to bring the drama back, yeah. you know, so... Which, that's which sounds, drama. sounds cooler than the Euros, Complete so. currency rehaul, that's always fun. That's going to no, be sorry fucking for printing chaos, money. Yeah. you imagine that? Well, because everyone's money that has Euros, like, obviously they'll accept Euros. You want to know something super funny about all this, though? Uh, Greece's finance minister was the um, online economist for Valve. <laughs> I'm not even good really yep. damn I heard the guy, he was who, a con- the guy they should have known quit. this was going to happen Fariokis or something oh the guy who just quit yeah. they replaced the, they got a new finance minister and he was some economist something Farukius. I, I think it's his last name starts with an F but he worked for Valve as he worked on the economy for like hats Basically, <laughs> and then he's like, "I can lead a country's foreign ministry or financial ministry." Well, that's, that, that, that's, that's Greece. I like there's like the Greek government, like all five parties are just like sitting there, like lounging in our chairs, eating grapes and shit. And some dudes like, I, "Fuck the people!" <laughs> I wish to apply. For, I wish to apply for your finance minister position. Accepted. Looks at your resume. And he's like. Works for Valve. What is this Valve you speak of? Oh, you of? come from America? Yes, yes, please. Help us. <laughs> <laughs> we eat all these grapes. Nothing gets better. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, that's too bad. I mean, so, it sounds like things are going to get really shitty. And, and what's your what's your option if you're a citizen of Greece? You just you're just like fuck this. Fuck, I'm out of here. You, you take advantage of the fact that the EU <coughs> is supposed to be a homogenous migration zone where you can just cross borders without trying and get the fuck out of Greece. It's tough. Of course, all the countries surrounding Greece are also shitty and poor, so go north yeah. Yeah. to Germany. Fine, north, north, right. north. Yeah. It's tough. You know what to do. I mean, that's literally the... I, it's it's hard to be like, oh, because you're socialist. You know? It's just your government did a shitty job. Socialist is already austerity for the most part. And you're saying, by the way, don't... Well, no, that. but it's austerity, but it's austerity in the fact that, like, you raise all these taxes and shit, but it goes back to the citizens. Ultimately. Yeah, but you get... So you get... You're literally you get doing the same... In return. Exactly. You're literally having socialism where all the, all the population is paying all this money, but they're not going to get any returns on it. It's just going to go to the government. Yep. And well, it's going to pay out Germany. Well, so that was obviously... It's interesting because there's all these, like... Doesn't Germany pay war reparations for what they did to Greece? Well, they're supposed they're supposed to be like this zone where they're all allies here, and it's like a collective, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, socialism on a, a state by state. Well, basis. so it's obviously it's interesting because you're obviously there's like extreme distaste from because Germany is like the hardliner here. Germany is the one that's pushing for the austerity. You know, even like France and other people would be willing to be like I think they were willing to give maybe like a better better terms. 
Great. German's like, fuck no. Yeah, you, guys screw, like, you, you guys screwed us over like three times already. Did I, did I get to the top? Do you like Italian now? Man, I like French? My, like, German, my German accent is terrible. It's like seven years. But like they're you, saying we didn't get to the top by being soft assholes. Well, it's not even that. It's just like, you've had seven years to get your shit fixed. Yeah, we gave you chances get, already. And it didn't get fixed. Like, full, you know, the fool me once kind of shit. Like, we're Germany. Like, we get... And they... Germany has given the most money to them, too. Because they make the most well, money. Well, they have the best economy Euro in the Euro zone. Yeah. <laughs> so, they have the best economy in the Euro zone. So, they gave the most money to Germany. So, they actually owe Germans, like, a ton of money. Like, a ton, a ton, a ton of money. Greece owes Germany? Oh, or yeah. The, or the German government is like, sorry, people, we no, gave... No, Greece owes Germany, like, okay. a ton of money. Because like, Germany loaned them so much money in 2008 to get out of that recession. Yeah. And... And Greece just pissed it all away. So yeah. on Greece. Thank you, thank you for this money. <laughs> we have given it to Val. <laughs> this okay, great grapes yeah. and donut hats. Grapes and donuts. Take a euro. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's a bad situation. If you're a Greek citizen, it's tough. Like I can't even imagine what it's like to live in a country where your government has mismanaged your finances so poorly. Yeah. But usually when that happens in countries, you fucking rise up against your Well, it's different. Yeah. it's different because I feel like a lot of countries either you, you were born and it just was that way, like all of the Middle East. You just... The finances were so fucked up in the first place. Or like Eastern, Eastern Europe, like Far East Europe, like the parts of Russia that broke like off. That's just so bad. You're just, you're just used to fucked up shit. So the way it operates is a very like cash-based operations. It's very, still very like barter-ish, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So at least it's like... They Greece was like for a while it was run very well, so it's like you and they're, they're, if, surprisingly they're actually a pretty like modern economy. Oh, like, they are like, if, a lot so, of service sector. So if you're born, if you're like over the age of thirty, you remember what it was like to have like normal amenities and financial amenities and stuff. <laughs> and so this is literally year, going. It was great. <laughs> you are literally going from like the techno- technological technological age and just going right into the dark age in terms of finances, and it's got to be scary. At least, yeah. you, like, because like you know, watching your country disintegrate. Well, because you know what was, you know, you know what it could have been and what it should have been, and now, you know, as I said, you're either America and you're like, I have no fear of this, or you're living in like Saudi Arabia, and you're like, oh, they're rich too, or you're in like Yugoslavia or the former Yugoslavia, and you just don't know any better. So, yeah. Um. All right, I want to hit two more things. We'll go extra long tonight if you guys want to keep going. I'm so fun. Um. Because we're almost at an hour and a half now, but there's two more things I want to hit tonight. Um, so Netflix is just carried out a seven to one stock split. We talked about this a little bit last week, but I really wanted to get your impressions on that, Ken. What do you think about that idea? What about it? So there, I mean, just what do you think about the idea? Like, good move, <laughs> solid move. Why did they do it? Usually, a stock split because you want more people have access to your stock. Yeah, well, it's, it doesn't change. It doesn't change the value of your stock because, like, this the stock value is down, but the value of your company is the same because you've tripped, you've septupled the number of shares. Is that the word? Yes, yeah, yeah, you've septupled the number of shares you have, but in essence, you cut the by seven value the value. Right, so nothing, nothing has changed, other than the fact that there are no more shares. But everyone well, had individual share prices more accessible that's really what it comes out to some companies want to keep it high like Apple and Google keep it high for a reason they well Apple did a stock level stocks for last year yeah well, so that's because their stock was at like a thousand dollars a fucking share so yeah. like I can like I if I wanted to buy one share Apple it's like I couldn't do it unless I met that baseline of one yeah. you know like I mean maybe there's Netflix, I'm, 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 I'm they sure they at like 350 and then they split to 
No, they were at seven hundred <coughs> a share. They get up to seven hundred. They were up to seven hundred a share, and they split. And Apple was, I think, up to Apple was up to like five hundred a share and split to split to ninety. I think it no, was. No, they were higher than five hundred because they were like record breakingly high per stock. By splitting shares, share. you give more people access to purchase it. The problem, not the problem, but like by splitting it, right? There's more shares floating out there, meaning it's easier to get shares. Meaning it's easier to. Like have someone else buy a lot of your company, if that makes any sense, right? Well, yeah, it's well, yes and no. I mean, if you have the money to buy a majority share of a company, it doesn't matter what the individual price is, but. right? But be, there, but like, if someone's not willing to give it up, you can't buy a share that someone's not willing to sell. Yeah. So, like, actually, by having more shares out there, more you know, it's it's coming. You know, I don't know, it'll be easier to get. Not actually, they split. haven't split it yet. I thought they were going to, but they haven't done it quite yet. I'm not sure when the stock split is happening, but they're still at 650. Everybody doesn't do too much. Usually a spot split just is a sign that the company is doing well, so I yeah. don't think it's really going to affect too much. Would you buy Netflix stock now after the split? Probably. I mean, I, Netflix is a pretty good investment because I feel like... I think Zero Netflix, dividends. <laughs> yeah, I think you buy Netflix for growth. I think the reason you buy Netflix is because I think it's the future. That's just why you buy it. Yeah, it's going to continue growing almost guaranteed. I was guaranteed, but I just think that model is what more people are moving towards. Like it's replacing cable. The, the, mo- the model is replacing cable. So until the next thing comes out, because eventually I don't know what it will be. Will be, but something will replace Netflix. Straight to brain. Yeah, straight to brain. <laughs> Netflix will get there. But whatever it is, like for now, it's a good investment just because it's the next. You know, stuff like that's like good to invest in because it's obviously hard to know what's the next good idea. Yes. But it's if only we could. You know, there's a point where it's still selling for two dollars. So if you bought it when it was two dollars, well, it's just like when you look back in the day, Apple was ten dollars a share. Yeah. If I had a fucking time machine, good lord, riches! I, I would just go back in time and like beat up my parents <laughs> and take all their money and put it into Apple and be like, I don't care if this ruins my childhood. <laughs> it's gonna make everything else so much better, Qatar. Yeah, like. Um, Apple split down to $90 a share. Now they're up at $125 a share a year later. So I feel like Netflix is going to split down. They're doing a seven for one. It's well, probably going to... But it's not like that increase. you got to think like... It went down to 90. It went up to 30. But so that means that... 30. Right. But like if Apple... If Apple was originally at like say 900. Say it was about by 10. Mm-hmm. They probably would have grew like 300 points. You that know, would be yeah. like a twelve hundred dollar yeah. share. I'm, yeah, I'm, but I'm, I'm not it's the so, same growth, right? So don't think that because it's split, it grew higher than it no. But higher. what I'm saying is that if you, ha- I feel like if you've got the money, buy Netflix when it splits because it will go up. In my opinion, just like Apple did. Apple was down I mean, at you 90. You should buy it now, even before it splits. Like you just, just well, but it's do you have seven hundred dollars to drop on something? I actually versus... don't know about this in terms of like brokers. I wonder if you can go through a broker and they will still give you like. You can do partial a, shares. Like a half a share. I, my Fidelity account is that's the Well, if that's the case, stuff. then, yeah. But the thing is, I I, got, I have partial shares in, like, mutual funds and stuff. I can't say, like, I want 0.5 Intel shares. Yeah. They make you do it in integer values. So. Yeah. <laughs> but. Yeah, so I thought that was really interesting, and I wish I had the money to invest in Netflix, like, right now. Because I would, if I had $1,000, I'd put it in Netflix right now, for sure. Like, when that stops, like, happened, probably would buy 10 shares. It's very speculative of you. <laughs> but I, I can't. I don't. I, maybe I'm just totally blind and, and super high, this risky. Might be the height of Netflix. I don't think so. I can't see any reason. 
that Netflix doesn't continue to grow for at least the next 10 years. Well, what what else is there to... Uh, here's uh, a... What else is there for Netflix to do? I mean, they don't have to it's do anything else. Can, it's not, that's not how it works. A company doesn't grow... They have to innovate in order to right. grow. Well, they'll continue to improve their streaming service. They're going to get more contracts the thing the is, they, they can't improve it anymore. They can only improve... That's like, not changing the monetary value, right? Yeah. The amount of money they make. So the only way that... Ne- is increasing subscriptions. user base increases or they charge more? Uh, Netflix original movies and Netflix. So you're well, baking on that. Too. So you're baking on that to increase user base. Yeah, somewhat. How much more user base is there to increase? I mean, their current user base is like 70 million people. I don't know. That's the, that's the question. So if you think that they're reaching to the point where they're maxing another user base, uh, yeah. I, I mean, we'd have so. to look and see versus how many people is that in America? How many? Pe- I'd be curious is to Netflix see. Netflix even in other countries. Yeah, there's other countries that have Netflix that yeah. just sucks compared to America. Literally, like it's net, like they like have net, less net stuff. Netflix. Say. No, you can. I mean, you can <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think what the like Mexican. Well, I mean, Netflix. UK Netflix. has like Netflix and stuff, but they don't have as much shit on their Netflix as us. Netflix, like Netflix is the total number of Netflix subscribers sixty million as of in the April US 15th. is forty. Now, what I would like to care. How what many I would like cable to, subscribers are there? Cable subscribers is every one for every person in the nation, I'm sure. Uh, almost, <laughs> like, yeah. It's like 350 million people for the most I mean, minus I like 50. Yeah. Minus the people of Netflix, and that's it, pretty much. I feel like a lot of the new generation doesn't have cable. The thing is, it what really this is going to come down to is how many of those people are new and came when the Netflix original stuff came out for that reason, right? Yeah. If that's what you're banking on, that's the number you need to know. I think that... And then you'll never figure that out. I think that as, as just as new generations are born... The next generation, almost every member of the next generation will have a Netflix account. It's so because it's so cheap, eight dollars a month to have a Netflix account. Almost every household has not every household, but many a majority of households in the U.S. have internet. And we'll get to the point where I would I think we'll get to the point of having worldwide two hundred million Netflix subscribers because it's it's still growing. Not not even just like the fact that they're introducing cool new content, but more and more people try it and they try it once and they just keep it because like it's eight bucks a month. I've tried it. I like it. And Even if I, I'm not using it in a binge capacity, I may want to come back to it later. Yeah, it's something that's like it's nice to have. I like having it there. I think that I think that we could see Netflix reach 200 million subscribers someday. It's I think it's totally possible. Yeah, I mean, so I would say for me personally, if I had a thousand dollars and that was all, even if that was all I had, I'd put it in Netflix right now. <laughs> I still think that's not good investment tactics. So don't listen to me. Investment taxes, but like ultimately, like. The problem with investments like that is it's, it's not like you're going to get like 10 times your return. Like, yeah, you'll get like a 30% increase. I think that Netflix could grow back up to $500 years. a share in the next 10 years. That's fine. So you took you started at... So if they... They're doing several for one. They're at about $700 right now. So you, you have $100 a share. You buy 10. Yeah. Say... So with inflation, which you have to keep in mind what the actual value of a dollar is... If you make a thirty percent return over your life lifetime of your investment, you're actually only making like what twenty percent real. Well, value. basically, like assuming, say Netflix, like that's that stock price like triples or whatever. Like you have made five thousand dollars off that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's five times as much, not triple, but yeah. I mean, which is obviously a lot of money, but like for ten years of investment, yeah. It's nice, but the thing with stocks, the problem with like a lot of that is like you need a large user base. Like you can invest a million dollars in it, then you're rolling somewhere, right? Yeah. Like, because then you're you're gonna pull four out of that. It's but it's 
If I had a million dollars, I would invest it in Netflix. There we go. <laughs> I, I think I would. You would just buy if I had enough money, if I had a million dollars, like just extra, that I was like, I've got this extra million dollars, I'll put it, I would put it in Netflix. I'd just put it into a fucking. I was going to say, I would, I, I would find just dividends only. Yeah. My fucking. <laughs> my four cents per share and just rake in like she's $400,000 a year and call it a day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, the last question I had was so I was thinking about this the other day because I was listening to the Joe Rogan experience um, and they were talking to C9 Nothing, who is a uh, a, a counter trainer. He's a counter strike a counter strike player, um, and they were talking all about Twitch and stuff like that. So Twitch was purchased for nine hundred and seventy million dollars by Amazon, mm-hmm. and I was thinking about all the 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 people who are making money at on Twitch, all the all the viewership that comes to Twitch. Twitch accounts for some massive amount of internet traffic. Right Nowhere now, like near huge. Netflix still. It's like. But, like, fourth in peak internet traffic ahead of Valve. This was in 2014. So, so of, of all the internet traffic in the U.S., Twitch currently sits at fourth. Uh, I'm sure Netflix, Netflix is higher. Netflix is at one. I'm pretty sure they're the I thought Google big. would be at one. I think it might be Netflix. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. 32%. So, Twitch is at uh, 1.8%, which is not a lot, but still enough to put it at four. Well, when you consider that's... Traffic produced by networks in the entirety of the world. That's yeah. a lot of fucking data. Um, I am curious, and I'm curious about your guys' opinion on this. Do you think that Twitch as a platform, as a viable means of, as a business, and as a means for people to make money put doing their entertainment there, do you think it is around, it's going to be around for a long time? Do you think it's something that's here to stay? No. I just don't think it's, well, it's there to stay because it's just like, It'll be just like a Google, or not Google, but like YouTube, and like videos, you know, because people will watch it, but I don't think as a, as a means, I guess as a means to like, someone to make money off of it, you're saying like, if someone would be a job as a Twitch streamer, and trying to think of the, yeah, so, a viable job. Yeah, well, two questions. Is Netflix, is Twitch as a company going to be able, I guess Amazon bought Twitch, but will Twitch, the Twitch service, be profitable for Amazon? Amazon bought it for $970 million. They assume they expect that they will make billions of dollars off of it. Well, because they will. Um, but do, do you think that that is going to be something that will be around for the long haul, for a, for a very long time? Let's say the next Let's say the next 10 years. Do you think that Twitch think is going to be around will, for the next 10 years? I think it would be there, just because I said it's like YouTube, it's like any other viewer. I think there's be there as in exists, and there's be there and is is it still a major part of the internet, is it going entertainment to, landscape? I don't yeah. know. I don't really... A lot of that comes down to how do I, how are ISPs actually going to manage traffic? Like, they're already forcing Netflix to pay a shitload of money just to deliver their content over their networks at non-throttled speeds, illegally, I might add. But they're making it happen, like... It, it's super easy for a service like this, which Twitch is already super unreliable for me. Like, I can't watch Twitch at home. Yeah, because of your shitty internet. Because of bad internet. But the problem is my internet situation is not a unique one. It's yeah. actually pretty common to have internet as bad as I have in the United States. So, and to be honest, the actual, like, service is pretty bad. Like, aside from the desktop web browser application, a lot of Twitch sucks. Like, the Twitch mobile app is dick. You it's can't a lot watch fucking now. VODs on there, though? No, you can't. Then that's pointless. That's the only... That of the two services I need from Twitch, it's to be able to stream and watch VODs of things that I wasn't able to be present in the stream for, and I can't do half of that on their fucking app. Pointless. But... 
I feel like there's not a lot of things that need to be you need to watch live. So because of that, you oh, but there's we watch well, live to be part of the right. community. Though. But there's not a lot of things that need that. Like you, like of all things, the biggest things right now that's a live watched thing is, is sports and like video games. To an extent, the reason you watch a video game is a similar reason why you watch a sport, right? Mm-hmm. I think the viewership is a lot lower than sports. Well, Twitch, you're also... I watch Twitch for the personalities. Like, the people that I watch, I watch because I think they're fucking hilarious. And I like being in the chat and talking and communicating with these people while I'm watching the personalities and I'm watching do stuff. It's not just because I'm watching them play whatever game. I, I don't care what game they're playing. I want to see them do their thing in that game. Man, that's a lot of Twitch. But would you, but, but, but would you log on just for Twitch? Because you want to... But what's the difference between watching him on Twitch and the, or watching his video on YouTube? Because they don't put the videos on YouTube, because you they or, or or they have the stream, but the stream's on the is a vod. It's not a live. It's not live. What's the what's what's the difference between watching a vod on Twitch and watching it on YouTube? There's no difference. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking but, about when I, I would I like streaming because I like to be there with people watching it. I can't watch vods with chat on the side and talk with people because they're not there. Yeah. So just the, watching a YouTube video. Which so the is human fine. interaction. Well, that's what I'm saying, but, that's, but that's, well, that's what it comes down to, right? Like you've got this. Ultimately, like I feel like if you can get most of that service just by watching on VOD, then like Twitch doesn't really have much of a platform to go on in the future. But no, I'll always prefer YouTube to Twitch. It just so happens that a lot of people that I like to watch make Twitch the only platform that you can. Right, but is there something? Is there content. something actively that's like, okay, this guy is streaming at like six. I need to drop everything I'm doing. Or I need to plan around it and be like. Today I have plans. I'm going to watch this guy at six. Some people do. There that. are a lot. I of do that of sometimes people, yeah. for certain streams. Like so a lot of what the, Twitch. But, is but the question is, how many people are willing to do that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who knows? And if the pop, if the, uh, the percentage of the population is small, like not large enough to to sustain growth, then then Twitch is no, is not a viable option because ultimately Twitch makes money mostly through advertising. Yes. Well, like, and the fact that they take fifty percent of all revenue that comes to right, but it's but it's but it's aver- it's literally fifty percent of all subscriptions. It's just it's mostly just it's advertising. Just more, most money so and right now, like advertising is like like TV channels are having a huge struggle right now because there's not a lot of live streaming. The like <coughs> like sports like for to have a commercial go on during an NFL game. They pay, they pay ridiculous amounts of money yeah. because it's the only live cable watching thing yeah, it's a, that it's people are actually non- watching because you can't you can't you don't want to watch it after it's done right? <laughs> yeah, you don't want to watch it it's live. the only non-on-demand thing that people are so doing if Twitch can get to that point where like you have certified viewers because people want to watch it then the advertising will be expensive and it'll be profitable but if that viewership isn't there like for me like I like, I like watching the Dota stuff on, like, Twitch, but it wouldn't have bothered me to go elsewhere, and it does bother me to watch the lot later, you know? I would have loved if they were all just streamed through YouTube. Because yeah. in the end, I want one fucking interface, but Twitch is just the only platform that has... Like, I watch those, I watch those things because it's the stream, it, like, it's like a sporting event. I don't watch it for the personalities. I don't, I don't go to... Yeah, well, I mean... I don't go to Twitch channels right? to go find, like, what's his name, like, Muggsy, Tugsy, Kanzy, Fagsy, I don't know. Soda popping. There we go, that guy. So <laughs> all of those things and more. Soda <laughs> popping. There's another guy that you said one time that had a. I feel like he had similar names. One of those. Tally. Probably there's a. The main ones I've watched are are Tally and Soda Poppin'. I think it was Tally. I was thinking Can- Kansley, Mugsley. I don't know. Paid a bit. Yeah, whatever. I'm just saying. Like, I feel like I wouldn't watch those guys because I don't care what they say. People are watching them because I think they're funny or whatever, right? Yeah. 
but I don't I don't care. I want to watch the actual game. So it depends on who is actually logging on, and you have to because it's live, right? You have to like certify but set aside time. Yeah, and it's, so it's less convenient. So that drops viewers even more. So it depends on. So ultimately, it's like it depends on the number, the kind of people that will be on Twitch, like the star so power, the almost. star power in the almost entertainers. like that. Yeah. And so then that brings up the next question: How <laughs> do you think that being an entertainer on Twitch, that Twitch entertainers themselves have found long term careers for themselves? No. I don't think not without more support from Twitch. I think that you, if you have a user base already, they should be fine. I feel I just feel like there's a certain number of people that I can support. There's only so many eyeballs you can get. Yeah. yeah. So and, and you, it's, it's you so see people that limits so that limits the amount of people. So I don't feel like you're, you'll be having new Twitch entertainers come. That whoever's often. whoever's winning now will stay winning, and whoever's just coming in is either gonna fail. Is there a, is there a Twitch for people? It's not for video games. Twitch is for anything. Uh, no, tw- Twitch is gaming-focused, but they've added poker and music. So people who are DJs can go on there, or people who play piano or whatever who like to do video game music or music in general can go on and do that. But um, there's not like... Uh, general streaming. Podcast. Yeah, which was what Justin TV was before it got shut down. That originally started as, uh, like, here's a camera in a guy's house, watch him live kind yeah. of deal. And then that actually got shut down because Twitch grew... Like, people started streaming video games on Justin TV. They spun it off into Twitch, and Twitch grew explosively, and Justin TV got left behind. So. But I don't even know, like, if people would want to, like, randos taking a shower. I don't know. Oh, probably not. Probably not. I mean, there needs to be content there, but... So you said, Addison, no... And that's because Twitch doesn't provide enough support to its partners. Well, it's partners. not that they don't provide enough support. I think they need... It's the same thing as, like, any professional esports player, right? There's a lot of money that that flows into that scene. <coughs> like, not compared to the NFL or anything, but more than we've seen in the entirety of our lives is being put in esports right now and to, like, games and game personalities. But there's no, like, real infrastructure legally, economically for these people. You sort of are you're either a self made man and you're super successful or you're shit tier and you're gonna stay there. Yeah. There's very few people now. Like there's a reason that you don't see people on the soda pop and stream being like, hey did you hear about this other stream? They're crazy. We should go over there. It's he's he's been here from the beginning. He's got the most loyal fan base and it's a huge growing population. Like he doesn't need the support as much. But they want other people to attain his level of success or or to normalize what success means in Twitch. They need to put more into it. They need to help you advertise your channel more. They need to provide content assistance or something. Like It's already hard when you can't use any music or anything. A lot of games just have noises, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, you can use music, but it will be deleted in your mod. Well, which is... That's why I fucking hate watching mods, because people... Like, I, I like watching Cinderin play Dota. Mm-hmm. But I... Because he lives in fucking Denmark, he's playing at like three in the morning, which is noon for him or whatever, you know. So I can't watch it. If I want to watch the bots, ninety percent of it is a red line. Yeah, I can only see him actually talk like ten percent of the time. Well, you see like spikes in viewership when major events happen, mm-hmm. like sporting events. But like, for example, what happens if like ESPN says, "Okay, there's a huge viewership on Twitch right now that want to watch these esports. Why don't we just stream it on TV?" Well, but there's like, like, actual, like, actual, like actual TV people. I know. Right, and I'm trying to separate that. But like, 
I feel like a large amount of the traffic comes through like events, like yeah, majors, majors. When the yeah, tournament, absolutely. when when the international qualifiers were going on, like you saw the viewership on there, like the numbers were huge on the stream I was watching at least, compared to like the next Dota stream. You know, you had like eighty thousand viewers. You had like twi- like you know like. 8,000 viewers on the next because it's just a dude streaming, right? Yeah. Well, we talked about that the unique viewership for the last international was in the millions. Yeah. So if you got this unique viewership, and if that's just driving a lot of these traffic numbers, you know, like what happens when like a TV channel just says, well, why don't I just put you on TV? Yeah. Well, Would you rather fine, watch... But then, that's, I will, then I'll watch it on TV then. Fine. Right, but I'm, but I'm going back to just to Twitch. Like, then that means Twitch is losing eyeballs, right? I'm just saying is, is in terms of is Twitch's sustainable model, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, well, that's so then, why I so said then what it comes down to is: the, do people care about the individual dudes? Because you're just logging on. So it's not even all about the games anymore. Then it's just about the personalities. A lot of it is about personalities. I mean, so millions of people watched the international. There were millions of unique IPs that saw the international. But for the individual streamers, um, I know that Soda Poppin, who's one of the biggest streamers on Twitch with consistent viewership of twenty thousand people, whenever he streams, he gets hundred and fifty thousand unique viewers per day. So he'll just be like sitting there, like just while he streams during the day, 150,000 people will cycle in and out of his channel to be to watch him. And then take that and multiply that to like some of the league guys who get 50,000 viewers when they stream. Like the number, the highest streaming yeah. guy on Yeah, the but league, if there's like 20 of those people, that's not enough to sustain entire like, Twitch. way yeah, of that's life. That's not a whole yeah, company's that just means- worth of people. Twitch just literally becomes a platform to get to personalities. And in that case... I don't think Twitch is really that viable. Yeah. So you think that... Do you think that Twitch ultimately someday will probably be replaced by something else? Something I think better Twitch, or I think more, it, Well, Twitch will exist as a medium, but I just don't think that it's going to be like... It's not the gangbusters... <laughs> I mean, YouTube's even bringing out a Twitch service. They had their own streaming YouTube service. They have for a while, yeah. Well, but they're actually like pushing it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like what happens when like, Google pushes theirs and they make it good? And I would, and the, well, they're going to make it better than Twitch, guaranteed, so. Just yeah. from an infrastructure standpoint, they have way better, like, connections and, and support. And this is what I, I don't know, I, I always ask these questions. I just don't know how long the gamer community is, because it looks like Twitch is almost, is exclusively mostly a gaming thing. I'm trying to think of applications of Twitch outside of gaming, but it's like, yeah, I'm not. Well, Twitch itself doesn't. I'm not. You know, I'm not. Well, yeah, but I'm saying like if part. they were to branch out even to expand, like I don't even know what like you would do as like a live streaming person because besides like it wouldn't be on TV already. Right. That's what's exactly. It's not on TV. It's just like a dude carrying a webcam around, just like walking around the street. You know, like yeah. that's that's just like what is that? It's just a TV show? <laughs> like you know, I don't know. So you just find that if that's the case, you're limited to gaming. And if you're limited to gaming, how big is that market? How well, it's big and it's growing realistically. It's just not huge right now. So yep, yeah, it's slight. So yep. All right, that is sack up for this week. I'm Steve Addison, and I'm Ken. Suck it, Greeks. Sack up, nerds. Suck-